0: No, that last, that second, that that third minute when you're actually doing it, that's when you, that's when you know. Like I've fought some guys where it's just like this guy just wants to hug me for the last minute. And it's that's like, me. I am that guy. <laughs> <laughs> the it thing is, it's like sometimes it's like I'm glad because I want to hug. Him. <laughs> 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 I'm tired. <laughs>
1: Here, Black Guys in the Box episode 3. Yeah. Episode, yeah. episode three, 2 so. for a, well, a live offering, well, yeah. in person offering. But yeah, absolutely. Three three, three. Yeah. How's everyone feeling about what we've done so far? Nice. Because, yeah.
2: I'm glad we're we're here again. Mm. I think you know. Obviously, I missed out on the last one. I know, um, man.
1: We did give you a shout out. Too busy, for it. Too busy going yeah, yeah. around we being said, successful. It's not sure what you're doing. <laughs> well, like he's not. Yeah. It's so, no, that's it. You
2: know, know what what I know. Mean. Respect for doing that as well. I wasn't just shitting it. Yeah. Um, but no, it's good to be back and good to be yeah having these conversations and so just catching up with you fellas. I think really. it's it's nice to it's nice to do. I didn't think we were gonna, gonna do this so soon. Actually.
1: Really? I didn't think we were gonna get
3: back it's been two and a half months Yeah, I, I, I don't
1: know. I exactly i didn't think it was going to get back mm. i thought this was quite quick i thought it was going to be maybe once to be three, three four months mm. okay good effort mm.
4: Mm. got that new coat money as well yeah. we brush, oh, right? this is a couple of years old yeah. then, before you start yeah. though, so like, yeah. uh, Cause cause it's, it's not ralph is that Saturday? it's not ralph, <laughs> it <ain't> ralph <laughs> 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 you just don't see Satin much these days that's
1: so it. It. it it's, it. <laughs> it's real ones now though <laughs> Sat Game Strong. <laughs> oh, so you okay. got in the group yesterday. And you were getting him on site. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> He's ragging on. It was red. not even that. Like I said, no, I, I was, was ready for, I
3: this. I was ready for jacket, this. I Girl, it it was ready. The
1: jacket. It's soft. It's, it's mm. soft. I like it. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> We can't take what he says, <laughs> never. seriously.
4: Never. I'm being 100% sincere. I'd love to
1: see you at a wedding and a christening and just follow you around. See so you like, oh, <laughs> oh, right. the baby and just be like, well, oh, what know. do you think? He's like, well, to a it's a baby. <laughs> <laughs> i go to another baby. i to They just alive. put me in the
4: corner. <laughs> <laughs> she sat next to the Back table <laughs> Next to the cook. <laughs> Don't okay. my am am I am
1: yeah. at this wedding? <laughs> <laughs> they put you in the wedding next door. <laughs> yeah, <honestly. laughs> Hopefully you won't notice.
4: Jesus, just take me. Just take. There's my fifty quid. Take. It. <laughs> Looking forward to all the weddings I'm coming to. Uh, <laughs> I've got four
1: left this year, including my brother's. Oh. <laughs> that one's going to be special. It's coming soon, isn't it? Oh, it's stag do soon. As
4: Stags has been, went to Lisbon. Yeah, I did, I've done a little run of three in four weeks, and then I've got another one next week. <laughs> That's the end of the season. The season maybe. before the summer. And then yeah, we've got, we we reconvene in September. <laughs> you know, Need to recover. Yeah,
1: Excuse you know, me. got Glasgow in the middle, so that nice really <laughs> the social calendar of Dan Shearer. Right, it's it's keep the wrinkles in that forehead. It yeah. is impressive. <laughs> <laughs> well, she
4: butter <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> inside's a pickle. The social high <laughs> house. Awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, so um, the response from the most recent essays and offerings that you guys have put out. Emphasis on the you guys.
0: where's <laughs> well, his origin saying, piece? It's coming. Is the, yeah. wow.
5: <laughs> wow. But how, I can see in like two month?
0: years' time, guys, oh, yeah. we're having to um, shut the site. Um, but the good news is, we're going out with Kofi's origin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus! Like Logan coming at the end, at the end of the series, so. like. <laughs> I'll
1: take that. Yeah. <laughs> it. Yeah. I'm just going yeah, to yeah. use that as the advertiser <laughs> for this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Ah. Ah. love, brilliant. He's going to slip my voice, isn't he? Damn it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But seriously, the stuff that you guys put out in the past, what, four weeks? Yeah. Interesting response. How's it real going? Real good,
3: real good. I mean, the, the last podcast as well. So I know we had a, a few oh, yeah, issues with the um, with the audio and everything, but again, it's just building that hunger from, from people that I've been speaking to mm-hmm. because the content, I thought the content in the last one was possibly better than the first
2: one. I oh, absolutely It was just, yeah, we had a few difficulties with the sound but I thought, yeah, really, really promising. I mean, obviously, I'd not heard the conversation till mm-hmm. you'd shared it. Yeah, and yeah. I was just, I was impressed. The, the level of conversation, the, the, um, the kind of detail and willingness to kind of really explore the ideas. It was, yeah. it was, I really enjoyed it. As, a, as someone you know just as a listener yeah, I thought it was a fantastic bit of work and in terms of response I was in Newcastle obviously on a bank holiday Sunday and I was in one of the clubs or bars I had two people come up to me one uh, we know well Bambi and th- his first thing was when's the next podcast coming and okay. then another friend of mine was oh I love what you're doing when's the next one so yeah it's, I think it's Brilliant. we're getting a response we want uh,
1: as a, I don't know about you but I didn't go into this as a thing where you know we're going to Want to get like thousands of likes every time, and love's from sharing it. It's just a case of just let's get together and talk about something and see what happens. Which for me, it relieves a lot of stress. Yeah, yeah, a lot of pressure of thinking, oh, we've got to get the numbers, got to make sure everyone's i was right, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. working on that. <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> Maximation. <Maximum. laughs>
1: <Maximum.
2: laughs> <laughs> Take the consultant out. Be yourself. They've got me. <laughs>
1: I've been indoctrinated, <laughs>
2: okay? Institutionally. The chip
1: is in. But no, it's good. like, You're right, the conversation is flowing, it's natural, and nothing feels forced. I feel like we've got. I was worried that this might get too serious, too deep, too
2: almost like too meta but we've yeah, got a nice yeah. like humour yeah. so, yeah. I mean just once again just look who's around the table okay. like, idiots and, yeah, exactly <laughs> like, none of us take ourselves that seriously at all times and especially with, like for stuff like this I mean I'm, I might still return to journalism <laughs> for that Pulitzer so let's, <laughs>
4: <laughs> let's not just let's not, that yeah, out, but,
0: you know don't be Bad mind. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> no. of other stuff that we have produced and yeah. kind of, I know we're not serious. Yeah. Where's the where, drink? Where, where, where's the vodka? No, no, no. I was going to actually drink? talk about um, one of the fav- one of my favourite pieces of writing that I've seen in any place this year, which was actually something that Dan wrote um, on the site. Home is where the heartache is, and he was just. I don't want to tell your story, but as somebody that kind of you know would like to consider myself a bit of a writer, I really appreciated. Kind of the honesty of it, but also the way you conveyed the honesty. Um, Mm. Because when I was looking at it, I said to you, I said it had that kind of almost like stream of consciousness Mm. quality, which, and I think the kind of, you know, I know we're going to talk about it a bit later, but as a guy, kind of, the, there was a mental health aspect, and it's like, how do one of the questions is always, how do people communicate how they feel? Yeah. And one of the things I really appreciate about the article was that it doesn't really say this is how I feel, but every line communicates exactly mm-hmm. how you feel. It, it's mm-hmm. just a really, really, really top piece of writing. And, yeah, uh, awesome. yeah, so mm-hmm. all it's the so fucking really,
2: irritating, you on. know, mm. with these two. of <laughs> <laughs> the writing and the dumb yourself, you know, I think it might take you a bit longer I've to get a great there. to editor uh, Yeah, that's <laughs> it you know editor so much the best in the game yeah <laughs> it might be it might well be but well, yeah it's you know it's so at times I read the stuff I'm thinking why did I why did I decide to do this with these guys how do you know, approach that then you know? because I mean
3: I'll be honest with you I'm glad that you brought that up because after I wrote for my first piece and it, it came out better than I expected it to again mm-hmm. with expert guidance mm-hmm. at the same time it put so much pressure on myself every time I read something from you or you because it was like shit, I know me and Nate are new to this, mm. but you guys, I don't even know how much experience you've got, but it's like, well, if I've got to put my article <laughs> next to theirs, shit, it's driving me to be better, but at mm. the same time, it's just the added pressure to be like, okay, I've got to be on, on top I of And I think
2: this. the biggest thing for me is that I'm not trying to be Angelo or yeah. be Dan, yeah, yeah. and do. I'm just trying to find my own voice, exactly. and I think it's just, like you say, it's going to take probably us a little bit more time to mm-hmm. do that, but I think for me, it's the, the quality It's always boosted when you know you share an article; it gets edited. But for me, it's just a narrative. Finding my narrative, finding my voice, and sticking true to and sticking true to that because I think I ended the first. My whole first article was about identity, really, and 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 being true to who I am and exploring who I am, and what a what a platform, what forum to do it. You know, not in just in terms of publicly, but in our WhatsApp conversations. Mm -hmm. That gives a definite confidence to really be a bit more, yeah, be a bit more direct with some of my Mm followers and and express
4: them. I think you you just, you can't worry about who else is there. Like, people, it's all about context, so when you share an article, Mm. people don't, or people often be surprised because it's you, but then they also know what you're like, so they're Mm -hmm. reading it in your voice, it means a lot more to them. So Mm -hmm. the same people might read something by me and think, oh, well, it's quite well written, but they don't know me, so they don't get that context. So people are always going to (coughs) get... They're they're gonna always take something from it, yeah. you know. It's like just it's, it's it's just about you as a person and staying like I say stay true to yourself, mm-hmm. staying true to what you do. Like when you go on the like a newspaper website, you don't know how long that person's been writing. Yeah, you yeah. get comedians given a column. Boris Johnson <laughs> writes. Wait, <Yeah. laughs> he's writing. have this been paid like hundreds uh, of thousands. Prime Minister. Hundreds of um, thousands to write absolute rock. So, um, <laughs> so just you know just as long as you've got something to say mate don't fuck up your telegraph bag <laughs> now <laughs> that, that, that bag ended actually two or three years ago <laughs>
0: <laughs> unfortunately yeah,
4: I, will, I will no longer take the, uh, the telegraph coin
0: um, one thing I will say that I do like about the whole venture and I think it bears out in the podcast as well but if you just have a look at the, the website and you look at kind of like the last kind of five articles, you've got Grandma's Rules, like a great piece yeah, that, awesome. that Dom wrote, which, yeah, is talking about race, but it also did it in a way that I think was so relatable. Then there's a bit that we wrote, that I wrote about um, Nipsey Hustle, which mm-hmm. was, again, it's about appreciating a musical artist Dan wrote this really great I, I don't think that I think I think you're a misunderstood genius Dan I genuinely, <laughs> yeah. again another one of my favourite bits of writing now is the diary who mm. the, the diary of a procrastinator which the most meta piece yeah, yeah. of writing that's <laughs> so ever been released <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, and then uh, Nate wrote about kind of the in conversation with Akana and kind of putting out that shout at the end that's to so. kind of connect and mm. it's like what what is on the cover is, you know, yeah, black guys in a box. What we're talking about. Like, I don't think any of those issues apart from maybe the um grandma's rules is specifically about race. And that's one of the things that I mean we were talking about before we started recording was that you know, we might be we might be presented as black but we're just talking about what's going on in our, yeah. in our lives. Yeah. Sometimes that's yeah, I've gone to see a caller, yeah. yeah. I like Nipsey Hussle's music or yeah, sometimes I find writing really hard. So let me see if I can take something in my drafts and turn mm-hmm. it into a, a whole story. And I think that's, I think that's always going to be the the value of a of a space like this. That actually, it's like, yeah, you know, at some point we might want to talk about, you know, who's your favourite Pokemon or you know, whatever. But um, it's not really a question; everybody knows. But yeah, so I just. <laughs> What we ain't big up snorlock. Nah, <laughs> my, my, my point is we'll though it's what I like about
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what oh, I like yeah, about we'll the, the whole venture is that it is so diverse mm. and organic. We're yeah. figuring it out and we're not afraid to say that either. You know, I think yeah. that's another thing. Mm. We d- and I was me and you were talking about this earlier. Yeah, we'd love to do this like all the time and be a thing. But Ooh, I, I don't think know. I put together too much. Well, just I mean, no. yeah, I mean <laughs> yeah. that side of things. But I think. Secondary, we all have such you know diverse lives and rich lives outside of this. This is kind of a nice place to come and play, and you know have a have a play with some really difficult ideas at times. But then also to get heated in the group chat and kind of just you know get a bit abusive here and there. Um, you know, hold a man accountable, and then yeah, and just move on. So I think yeah. I like that, I have a bit of play. Yeah, it's just, because yeah. like, I think you said it in the first yeah. podcast, being yeah. able to just have these conversations, mm. it's been crazy, like, to think we've been almost doing this two years. Yeah. Fucking hell. Real? Like, I know we've not really released much in that time, but for me, it's about us Cam's, developing that understanding. That on like the pilot, wasn't mm-hmm. yeah. it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, here absolutely. we are again. This has been
1: like, for me, this week, it's just been m- manic, not an absolute nightmare, but sort of like the end of the tunnel is like, Get to do this, it's yeah, and yeah, some of my mates like, oh, you, we're gonna go out this weekend. We're going do this at the other because I'm driving down to record a podcast. Some people just think, is that fun? Did are you gonna talk about black stuff? Like another yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel yeah,
4: I was always a kind of this one, personally, mm. man but yeah. Well, the, you know, <laughs>
1: underrated, underrated. Yeah. Could, did anybody see that episode where oh. there was a gang? This question. is a bit where oh. like, dumb
2: switches off no, no, mentally. Before, before
1: there was a gang. There was a gang of Squirtles that went run around called with Squirtles. Ky- oh, with sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, when I was as a kid, I was like, "They're meant to be black kids. Because <laughs> they were Zuc- short, black. short, bald-headed <laughs> n- turtles running around graffitiing, listening to music, boombox. I was like, Th- "That, that is interesting." like, Gremlins, like the film Gremlins, which is about gangs. We were talking about the squirtle squad a while when we went um to come um Hell Valley the other day, me and my mate Scott and he just clicked top of the mountain. Oh my god, black kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna input the clip in the uh, episode description so yeah, you can see it, the squirtle squad. That is perfect. And then we'll leave it up to it's the audience to decide. Yeah, I mean it's like in Noddy. But with Zach
4: Gollis wasn't a black kid. I not and he, he behaved similarly. Who? Who? Zach Morris. Zach Morris.
1: <laughs> Let's see it by the bell. Yeah. Uh, how are you going
3: to no, talk oh, about gollywogs in oh. terms of, like, mass racism? Oh, no, no. Gollywogs. No, no. Gollywogs.
1: <laughs> well, okay, so, gollywogs first made their appearance in, in a naughty book, didn't they? Yeah. And the way that Enid Blyton <clears throat> described them, well, they, well the, the way that Enid Blyton used gollywogs to describe them in this naughty book was, like, a group of black teenagers picking on a naughty and big ears in their car and that was one of the things that sort of amplified this sort of relationship of gollywogs and mm. black kids and trouble and violence and stuff and I think the whole I apply the whole situation with the Squirtle Squad with the way gollywogs you cannot libel in
0: the dead either so and then, oh I've, the, Ina, but, so first of all you can um, <laughs> no and suing me for it <laughs> um, yeah sue me <laughs> Um, Ena, the Enid Blind <laughs> stories are estate. really, um, the Enid Blind stories are super interesting kind of, so I grew up Five. Uh, 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 the, chair, the Magic Chair, no. um, Secret Seven, yep. yeah, I read all awesome. of it, but yeah. what I found really, like, cause I, last year, um, I, um, I remember writing about, I wrote a defense of the gammon community, oh fucking um, hell people <laughs> were mad yeah yeah people, people we were eight, mad are you at at that. Brendan
4: O'Neill yeah. <laughs> come out with your alternative okay, let, takes let,
0: let me let me okay let me rephrase that. On I wrote a very satirical <laughs> I wrote a very satirical defence yeah, that's, that's how he started he, he <laughs> what, 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 <laughs> something just feels you're right good. it was <laughs> <how much. laughs> wait is that something to this yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> exactly. Ooh, do you know what it. I'm going to have to defend myself now uh, no 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 this is how it starts now this is how it starts the whole podcast to me, reading previous articles. Yeah. So then on, on the 14th <laughs> of June, he <laughs> <laughs> did the yak to stop this. <laughs> no, but going back to Edelblaine, one of the things that kind of so I read it all. I read yeah. I read all of them, but then it's like, in terms of the debate about censorship and stuff, a lot of her work has been censored because yeah. it was only what, what I did reprints. Yeah, oh, of course it was. Oh, so that, um, it's like
1: so Disney. So you know the Disney streaming service is coming. Yeah. yeah. Disney uh, are not going to put on. They're going to re-edit Dumbo. Um, because you know the crows, get rid of the crows. Who, yeah. who were called in house when they were producing Dumbo, they were called the Jim Crows. Um, yeah, honestly, and they. Uh, I mean, if you On look the at nose. If you look back at uh, you know they're going to get rid of all the sort of racially and culturally sensitive. Yeah, yeah. Um, Parts of their films and especially yeah. the old animations, mm. Warner Bros. By compar- by comparison, when they started saying collectors editions of their DVDs of the old old Warner Bros. Yeah. Stuff, which is very offensive to Black people, yeah, yeah. Jewish people, Native Americans, they said they published them as they are because they were saying it would be wrong for us to, to erase this part of our history. Yeah. Yeah. But this is a this isn't a representation of who we are as a as a company, but to show how far we've grown. But then and I think no, of no, but then they were yes, but, but then regardless. I would rather have them have this out in the open and out in the public yeah. then it slowly slowly starts to disappear it's all on YouTube anyway <laughs> I mean we, we talk
3: about places. wanting to make sure that the curriculum that kids are taught is very honest yeah. in terms of everything that our country's done in the past mm. if we start erasing history from film then it's mm. effectively the same like, thing
2: because art as well is, is for me one reason I love you know animation and art and, and, and a lot of the, the stuff I watch is because it it allows you to, to explore these really complex ideas mm. in a bit of a less threatening way so, yeah, we can look at, you know, these Disney films and we can say there's racist elements, but you can kind of have a conversation about that. Mm. It's a film, it's a cartoon, it's a picture, and you can deconstruct it, but I think when you're talking about people directly or about just the topic, I don't know, like, talking about Jim Crow versus the Jim Crows, yeah. two massively yeah. different conversations, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But it speaks to the times. Yeah. But exactly. Okay. Because it's, exactly. It's,
0: it's, it's a contemporary Song of the South as well, isn't it? Which is, mm. well, like, that's a film that they won't... Show yeah, yeah, and the whole the the man who put Zippy Dooder on
1: it is you know is that Zippy was that Sogin South? the old black guy that was yeah my kids. my what wonderful day. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. they're thinking of taking that off mm-hmm. the new streaming service and I was like Disney you need to
2: stand oh, up right. here but I mean you know Walt Disney was a Nazi So, yeah, you know no. how how where were we setting about? but bringing it back where to in in the in the
0: Bring <laughs> it back to Enid Blyton Mr Medals Models, which I didn't read as a child but there's a line that gets taken out of all subsequent editions. Where she says uh, with a lot it says, Go to the kitchen, said his aunt angrily. You are not fit to be here with us. You need to be taught more manners than the little black children. I'm really ashamed of you, metal And it's like but the thing is is like I grew up I, I loved Dina mm. Blind, but that wasn't in any of the stories. And it's like mm. so but the problem and, and here's where I agree where you do need to keep the stuff in it's like, you know, when I wrote about the um, why we need a White History Month is about it's about an honesty. We can't keep whitewashing yeah. people. And Enid Blind's a light one, but when we get to Winston Churchill, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I listen to Eva um, Hirsch talk about her uh, experience of talking about Winston Churchill, and it's like, yeah, this is the same guy that was saying the most unbelievably anti-Semitic stuff, mm-hmm. whose actions did lead to the deaths of millions in the Bengal province, mm-hmm. and you can weigh that up against the fact that he kind of did spearhead. A kind of successful war effort you don't take that away from him but it's like we can't, it's this thing of we need heroes yeah. mm-hmm. and it's like okay but mm. Marvel's made a lot of money by kind of pointing out that heroes are flawed mm-hmm. so you can't just say you know uh, Churchill is untouchable, uh, Lincoln is untouchable, mm-hmm. Nelson is untouchable because it's like no they're all ridiculously flawed and if if you're kind of um, and this is why I kind of say well, people are, oh, quit about race it's like well, if I criticise uh, Churchill and you lose your mind that is a kind of race thing because you see yourself in him and if I'm criticising him you, you take it as direct criticism mm-hmm. yeah. and it's like well hold on a second if we, if we can't get to a place where we can say do you know what his decision which was rooted in race uh, led to the deaths of millions of people in the Bengali yeah. pro- in the Bengal pro- province then we can't move forward and April Hirsch made a really good point that said he was right about appeasement and the reason he wasn't listened to was because a lot of the colleagues in his own party said that he was using the same language about appeasement that he was using that they kind of themselves described as racist when he was talking about people in India. Mm. So it's like he was right about appeasement but because of his own issues with race Mm. he wasn't listened to. Mm. So Mm. let's have that discussion. Like let's you know, and I said it. I've said it before that I think most countries need a truth and reconciliation commission, yeah. Yeah. and I think England would be, well, not not life. at the moment because I don't think I don't think we're ready for it. For a while. You know, when when, <laughs> when John when the news presenter John Snow is getting dragged oh for calling God. white oh. people oh. white people. Yeah, that was. We're not ready for it. We're was, just not ready for it. What happened? I just I just. How did that, that happen? Film? It was glorious. It it was, was it was Twitter that <laughs> night. How, how did it,
1: Favorite place. How did it happen? Honestly, that. What world are we living in where
2: white people get annoyed?
0: Don't, How like, dare you call me? People?
2: But it's like what we always say, they've never had to contemplate their own race. <laughs> and even when you make a factual statement, you know, there's a large group of white people. He
0: <laughs> said, I've never seen I've never many, many white people, in, white people, in, people one in, in one place.
2: <laughs> which he definitely like, shout out to John Sloan because he definitely knew what he was doing. Yeah, with his yeah,
0: yeah. I was like, yeah. "Oh, this is scolding. This is
2: yeah. I yeah, think but you know, a lot of them, they have an issue with the amount of
0: times we play the race
3: card, don't they? Yeah. I want to play the rest card and yes. we can't use it anymore then everything's on an equal, on an equal playing field so Excellent. it's yeah. yeah it's like let's
2: just take race out of it yeah because it's that simple because the whole world is that simple and,
0: it, and yeah. again look, should we t- transition into Royal Baby yeah, yeah
2: yeah that's probably a good
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's be honest like the, there is whether, I don't. I'm not going to label anything racist or racial. But the fast, there's much more fascination with this baby than there was for any of William and Kate's babies. I'm gonna. Well, is that is that a fair thing to say? It's <laughs> true <This laughs> that everyone was <laughs> <This laughs> really so excited
3: to see what colour it came. To out. be fair, everyone yeah, was know, so excited. I can't,
1: when what was the first one called George? I when, seen, when, I when she was pregnant with George, I, I can't I just remember her being pregnant. Like a bit of then the baby, the, bend the and then I'm George being around. I just knew people excited. But then I think maybe maybe I've fallen into this trap. This whole thing about, okay, it's a mixed race baby, everyone's freaking out, like, oh my god, it's amazing, the country's to coming fair. together. I just, and I think I've been sucked into it because I, I'm just interested in You think the it's all the country trip. together? No, but no, I'm, no, no. That's no, the narrative. That's really. the narrative. Yeah. And it's coming because Reggie H. We'll talk about it briefly, <upset. laughs> no. Reggie X posted a picture on his Instagram of, you know, the, the photo of the Queen. Megan, Harry, and Megan's mum all looking at Archie. And Reggie was like, right, okay. He posted it the day, he posted it on his stories the day before and shared some of the comments. He said, mm. like, put it on his main page and said, what do people really think about this photo? Mm. And I remember just looking at all the comments, and the majority of them would say, Probably 90% of them, white women, say, Oh my god, this is amazing, this is beautiful, this is a country coming together, this is a sign of the future of this country, this is what this country is all about. People coming together, setting aside the differences, there is no race, there is no colour, etc., etc., etc. You know the type of narrative. Mm-hmm. A few black women and people of colour commenting, it's a lovely photo, but still it doesn't solve everything. You know, looking at it through the lens of, Look, just because we've got a royal and a mixed race woman who are gonna have, I don't know, a very light-skinned baby. It hasn't fixed all the problems of race in the UK, I but a lot of people see it as this, which is I thought was quite an interesting thing to
2: talk about. I think
1: you know. So I was gonna say it's like
4: I, I love Reggie H, but it's it it's it's, it's very slick of him. Is it? <laughs> <it's, it's, it's, laughs> like, there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing to be gained in in positing that. Not well, I'm, you know. It's it probably went as well as it could have done. Mm. In that like, it didn't descend into <laughs> anything horrible. Like it's. Yeah, we're we going to talk about it. it. It's it's a baby, it's a baby, and it's it's a grandmother with a grandchild. Yeah, yeah. And Absolutely. one of, one of the there's a mixed race woman in the room. There's a black woman in the room. Mm. Like, I and mean, what else is there to say about it?
1: A lot of people were saying that well, Meghan's mummy's on the outside looking in, just how black people oh, feel them, in this country, and like you and you it, was, it make, was really you interesting. Some people yeah, yeah. were very yeah, yeah. like, like really so breaking crazy. it down, and I just It's a photo. <laughs> It's exactly. a photo. family. Like the so queen looks pleased. It's crazy, happy, right? It's like, a brand I know, and it's just this is the thing. Why, <laughs> ha, how have we, what well, I said, we, how's the nation? How have people taking this photo, this this event, to be so monumental, and it's a reflection so of how they see the country. As well. I think it's quite. I think it's quite interesting. It's crazy, reaction, right? So because
2: obviously I'm a mixed race. You know, I'm mixed race. What crazy? And um, I thought you were broken. Like, <laughs> <people laughs> <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you see like when, when people are in this conversation about this one singular child being this beacon of unity and this and all this and hope yeah. like as a, a fellow mixed race you know person like what the fuck are you on about like how is one child that is part of the royal family going to affect my life because if you look at, in the broadest sense, you the media. Are you
4: resentful of the royal baby? <laughs> I'm not resentful, I'm resentful like of a, the narrative. It's like a month it. old. Yeah. Like,
2: like, yeah, I wish Europe's the baby like, and the family all. You had your chance. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a chance to save the world, yeah. right? I it. Exactly. But no, I Jesus. think, you know, if you look at You're all. On the panels now. <laughs>
4: <laughs> what more do you want? You've got a satin goat. <laughs> I mean, you're doing all right. Thanks,
1: <laughs> <laughs> man. Uh, I needed that. I needed on. that. Um, so, um, <laughs> so, Angela, you, you,
0: you said you got nothing to say, I, you clearly have <laughs> something. All, all the things <laughs> I'm going to say are going to be no, what no, other people mean, have you, said. I'm so, about um, you, what, no, what, so what? I, I don't have anything to say about the Royal baby. I think it's dangerous to kind of. Uh, make any one personal thing the locus for an entire nation's anxieties that's what I have to say about it look what happened in but
4: the matrix it cost them seven times
0: <laughs> this guy is on his bullshit
1: um, <laughs> he wants us out so <laughs> I'm he going wants to... us done and gone so he can meet his friends from
0: the states um, <laughs> okay, he's making links know. across the pond he's complaining about you <laughs> <laughs> he's got fucking 50 star dreams this guy um, so I'm going to quote Natalie Morris Natalie Morris is a superb journalist who's uh, uh, mainly working at the Metro has got this series called Mixed Up which I fully recommend Uh, and she said about the royal, this is about when they got married not even about the baby Um, I think it's important not to overstate the impact that this interracial marriage can have I know the symbolism of it is important but really it's just tokenism it is worse to imply that one brown face within this overbearingly white institution can make any impactful change to how we approach race relations in this country, I think at best naive and at worst damaging. And yeah. I think that's... I think that's, that's it's something. exactly the yeah. same as when
3: you've got the England football team, you get a black face in the team, well, there can't be any more racism, and then we see all the racist stuff happening last year. <laughs> <laughs> You get a black president, racism's yeah, over. It's, yeah, yeah. it's just papering over the cracks, yeah, and it true. looks good, and it's but easier. It's, it's no deeper than that. And yeah. it's easier. It avoids yeah. the conversation. Like, it's like, yeah. no,
2: look, you're, look, you've got a black prince, but what else do you want? Yeah, the yeah,
3: prince
0: that yeah. was Are
2: you it. not Are happy? You the, the prince that was pregnant. They should have with yeah. him Azor yeah. high or Moses. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I think that, I mean, that that sums it up. It's just like you say, naive. It's just it's not that simple a thing. And yeah, I think that's why I get so amped up because it's really not that simple, and it's really damaging mm-hmm. from from a personal sense that my experience is what all of a sudden I'm going to just improve on this one day nationally. But mm. <sighs> well, on the flip side, you've got people wishing him ill, like. You know, why is
1: this? You know, why are people celebrating the fact that you've got another scrounger coming to the world? Wow. He's <laughs> not going to have to work during his life. Why are people celebrating? It's just, this is again, this isn't my point of view. Yeah, this of isn't my point of view for the world. Yeah. <laughs> BBC employee, very, you know, very neutral. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's just that I'm quoting comments and just reaction mm-hmm. to like this kid. I think this kid hasn't even been given a chance. I saw this thing on the Black People Twitter Reddit thread. It was like, this kid has been introduced to. Um, racism before he's even had orange juice and that's like oh <laughs> I it's saw just that as well. yeah. it's, it's just like i don't know it's a bit savage isn't it like, yeah. what is this kid's upbringing gonna be like i keep i generally I think, do how's uh, he gonna feel
2: growing the up kid's as the kids gonna be fine <laughs> <laughs>
4: <You> <laughs> the kids the kids are gonna be fine and these people are uh, uh, probably not because it's 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 the people like I say, people projecting their own hands, yeah and mm. it just it's it reflects the sort of discourse going on in society so mm. i mean
1: there's going to be a lot of pressure on him, do you not think? But mm-hmm. well, that's as a no, model. Well, not really uh, what I think. Uh, so I mean, is uh, what, is uh, seventh in line of, for
2: the throne or something? Yeah, what I kind can, of pressure?
1: I just feel like, you know, he's uh, he's growing up as this mixed race pe- pe- this mixed race kid in the royal family. He, the way that like, people sort of, like, sort of project their expectations. we're in there, aren't we? We're in there Agent now. X. We don't talk about the master plan. <laughs> <laughs> Go he's going to grow up and people are going to have these expectations, right? People might see him as a so. representation of what he's going I don't to be. Think 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 so. way, way
3: I've got a little cousin, Brittany. She has a mixed race father and a white mum. I had most people are very, very surprised to find out that she's got any black in her whatsoever. Right. So, I mean, I know that that's not always how it goes in this baby. I mean, Megan could have really strong genes. The baby comes out a bit darker than that. But, I mean, at the end I of the think day... people are going to know, mate. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to know. But they, the word's going to get out. We, care, we care, apparently. But at the end of the day, when this kid's in school, I think he's a royal before he's mixed race and mm-hmm. that's what's yeah, gonna that's I, what the situation really gonna be. Uh, he's, a, he's really going to a private school
0: but he's a royal went to private schools he yeah, okay but, but you're
3: I mean gonna, it's you're not like he's any other black person like like my man's grandmother his great grandmother is the queen I don't think he's gonna be struggling too much man
1: Maybe. I don't know but in a lot of in some people's eyes like you know your grandmother might be the queen but you're still you're still black you're still white. I'm going to be, be like, eating well. I know, a, lot of people, a lot of people see it like that, isn't it? What is it? A colour is talking about, you know, there is no, black people don't have any race. You know, you can be yeah. upper middle class, you know what I mean, footballer, millions of pounds, you know, politician, but still, people can't still see you as a black person first yeah. and foremost. Do you know what I mean? And I think a lot of people are still going to look at this kid and be like, yes, he's born into a
2: royal family. That's I mean, like, you know, this idea of a beacon of hope and, and like, what was it around? Um, not tokenism, but symbolism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like yeah, cool, okay. But like I say, from my point of view, I don't look at him. Hmm. or oh, we'll look at him as as some kind of you know. I'm not celebrating the fact that we have a black prince. It's oh, it's amazing. A family has had a child. Yeah. you know, amazing. But like, come on, like I say, it's just, it's just. I don't think it's. I don't think it's relevant. Like, I, really I don't, don't care tell you, be Yeah, like, it'd, <laughs> be,
4: it'd be very interesting to see how long it gets him if he ever dresses up as a Nazi. <laughs> interesting. Uh, it'd be very interesting to see how long that is for him. He won't, <laughs> <laughs> he
1: won't bounce back. <laughs> no. I don't know. <laughs> almost, <laughs> Harry almost did it. But, that's another conversation. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Do what? <laughs> no. No. no I'm just gonna oh. pin.
0: What were we saying about censorship? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna put the pin in that. <laughs> well, I, the, uh, the, I think the going back to is he going to experience it any of it? Well, the, the answer is well yes because he's, because of his mum. His mum takes the mm. most unbelievable heaps of crap. It's like she doesn't follow protocol. This, like there was one article, she, paid she was the like, bills, didn't she? This bitch shut her own door. <laughs> <laughs> shut her own door. What kind of royal shuts their own damn door? It's like, what? Like, yeah. come, but so, and it's one of those, like, I don't know about you guys. I'm very close to my mom. You talk shit about my mum, like, just make sure you've got me fully in your line of sight because <laughs> you might get got. Yeah. You might get got. So if he if he, he is actually walking around acting on man... <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> because that's the one thing <laughs> is don't like, get twisted back. One thing, one thing I will say though, though man's he, he, <laughs> he, that is man's a mad man. He's, he's, I'm on job. You know. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the ultimate police pass. Like, let's say, like he fucks somebody up because they're talking shit about his mum, and the police come. He's like, "What are you gonna do? I'm something for line, bro." <laughs> <laughs> that police officer will take of that him. Still well, no, Maybe I mean, it anyway. the that's where we'll that. find out. That is where we will find out whether when he it's more in... about race or about royalty. Well, when he hits somebody for talking shit about his mum, <laughs> how the police treat him. If he gets no. jacked up, then we know. If, no. if it's like, nah, you no, know, I don't know. Do
4: you know
2: what though? Do you know what? I mean, yeah. I'm not it Okay, gonna, I'm not gonna rule it out. I'm okay. okay. i am just yeah. i just
1: I'd be very very careful. Okay. I think we've we've we said all we need to say, all we should say <laughs> yeah. about yeah.
0: that. I can't um, wait till this is a thirty second clip and this like I thought we talked about it for <in laughs> yeah. twenty minutes. It'll,
1: it'll be like the Royal Prince, and it'll just be a clip of those nodding and agree <laughs> <laughs> to the next thing. <laughs> well, that's yeah. We'll yeah, it's it's yeah, it's great news, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done, well, well done. done, well done. Yeah. Well. That is the cut.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Um, we want to give a shout out to was it John Tingleton? Yeah, just sh- uh, okay. one of the uh, most influential directors of uh, mm. Midnight is I was going to ask,
1: because I think Boys in the Hood is probably going to be the film that everybody... Uh, high learning, because I'm oh, a higher learning... Oh, right, okay. Baby Boy. Baby Boy? Oh, Baby Boy. Oh, shit, I didn't know. I think agree.
0: Baby Boy is, 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 is... I think it's his best film, and I think that... Wild. Thematically, <laughs> the, 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 the themes Wild that it dealt I with, so. and I just think I think it's an <laughs> unbelievable film.
1: I know that like, this might be a bit controversial. I don't <laughs> <laughs> think he gets enough props for... Too Fast, Too Furious because that kicks off I, yeah. Well, it, it I probably mean, did actually. Yeah, yeah. I really I enjoyed think, that I film. That's what I'm guilty Like, you know, whenever like, I'm, I'm like, that's like, even Man does one.
3: Like,
4: it's the one like, that's on ITV every day. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it's making money. Yeah. I'm
4: just gonna just turn it over because Rambo first buds on again. <laughs> 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 too <First, first, laughs> fast, too furious. Just back to back.
1: <laughs>
4: oh my god! and then Casino Royale.
1: So we can and um, I watch them every time. Yeah. Oh, every time! <laughs> I was gonna say, what was you? What was the first film I think you saw? And I, I think for me, I remember seeing Boys, oh, in Hood, Boys L- and Hood. Mm-hmm. at night, ITV three. You know when you just I, ITV, Channel three ITV, we're just flicking it up, flicking flicking through it and so on, and not really knowing what it was. But yeah. it's like, oh, there's black people on TV, <laughs> so I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. and it was
0: incredible. Like yeah, it's yeah. a
3: brilliant, brilliant
0: it's film. So
1: furious
3: stars, man. And, uh, mm-hmm.
0: Great. Yeah, yeah. Just shout out, basically. Yeah, yeah. 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 definitely. The rest of um, days. And Um, also, um, been studying, been doing um, English at Union, we ended up talking about John Singleton in one of our seminars, and just this, he was, the the early to mid-90s was this time of kind of like post-blackness. It was the first generation of black kids that were able to grow up without the kind of civil rights struggle, and and one of the things that I was arguing is that actually his films were a big part in that. Yes, you've got Boys in the Hood, which is very black but if you look at Baby Boy Baby Boy is a mm. film about masculinity yeah. um, and, and that whole kind of that recurring motif of the boy in the womb and the whole relationship that he has with his mum yeah. and then his mum's partner Um the fact that he could do a film like that that had black people in it but wasn't specifically about blackness I think mm. is extremely yeah, revolutionary yeah, yeah. Order, wasn't yeah. It? yeah, yeah, yeah. so do you want to introduce a topic no no you gotta go for it right so see one of the big stories is Caster Semenya um, the unbelievable athlete the iAAF has uh, ruled that she has to take uh, supplements to suppress uh, the testosterone that naturally occurs in her body i'm just going to give kind of some of the facts of the case and then we can discuss it so the study that their ruling was based on was not peer-reviewed it was only reviewed by the editor of the journal that produced it the study itself wasn't independent the iAAF did it themselves um, the IAAF is at odds with the World Medical mm-hmm. Association, um, who okay. have called... Uh, the World Medical Association represents 114 positions, and it has called on its members to not implement the IAAF's rules because of the risks involved and the fact that it goes against core ethical standards. Um, and then just... This is kind of my start point for this. More than the distances covered, because the distances at this... Uh, like testosterone. Like real, real, wasn't it wasn't it? Well, the ca- the ca- cast upheld it yeah. with reservations, but they did uphold it. So the distances covered are 400 meters up to a mile, which mm. are Semenya's distances. Yeah. Um, and so my start point is more than the distances covered. It feels like this is a specific targeting of Semenya, especially when one considers the one event that increased testosterone benefits most, according to studies, is the 100 Mm metres, an event that isn't covered by the ruling. And I think one of the things that's interesting about that is there is an Indian sprinter, uh, Dutra Chand, um, who has similarly increased testosterone but isn't an elite sprinter. So this idea that testosterone is this elixir that kind of makes um, a female athlete kind of faster faster, better better, stronger doesn't seem to hold when there's one uh indian sprinter who isn't benefiting from that it it
4: does but when you're talking about elite athletes it's you can't say testosterone doesn't matter but uh, yeah I, i take your point there so
0: that's the that's the information uh so the first thing i saw this was like um
1: it was the Australian runner before. It was the 400 metre runner. The Australian, she was complaining. She came seventh in the race. Lindsay, and she was no, 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 this it's is the British. British Lindsay Sharpie
0: finished yeah. ninth. So, yeah, so what.
1: Basically, this is. It's been, what,
4: I think it's like four or five years? Mm-hmm. Five years maybe in the ongoing since she was first sort of. People first started complaining because she was winning. So, from my perspective, there it, it's, it's such. There are so many top sort of parts to this hmm. to unpack, but for the most uh, it, it, interesting for me is that it's it's quite it seems a very vindictive hmm. judgment, yeah. That's what I'm... and they've tried to the, the CAS were put in a position in having to uphold this where they were having to uh, uh, sort of rule on something which they 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 didn't have the expertise to rule on, and it's 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 only because people have complained in this like say in this particular case about Castus and Menu winning. That uh, that she's ended up in this situation where she can't, she's not allowed to do anything. It, fully of not of her own making, she hasn't she hasn't done anything. She hasn't done anything. It started with her being questioned whether she was a woman or not mm-hmm. publicly. Two
0: thousand and nine.
4: The entire the yeah, yeah, so that's ten well. years ago. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. So it's, a bit, it's a decade where people questioning. Which was just a young girl at the time. Where uh, sorry, I don't want to sort patronise. Can you to see how old she was at the time? I think so she's I think been, she would have been eighteen. Yeah, 19 yeah, yeah, yeah. nineteen. Eighteen years old like the court of public opinion questioning whether she's even a woman or not. Because medical she's details, out. Yeah. yeah. Medical details sort of been spread all over the place, and from then on, it's imagine having to prove that that you are who you are. Yeah, that you, you are just what for, for, you you know. You're asking someone to prove sort of. I a, mean, a negative right, out, right in, from
3: there, it's it's just it's full of. Racism because you are the other because it's it's exactly the same as Obama when he came through. Yeah, like yeah. Where were you born? Were you actually Kenya? born here? We need to see quickly. your passport, we need to see your birth certificate. Yeah, yeah. It's because they don't like it when someone that doesn't look correct Mm. Is is flourishing,
4: and you can. You, and it it starts, from like say, so Lindsay Sharp was the one who complained. Paula Radcliffe's been one of the leading sort yeah. of uh, shouting voices. Yeah. It's all right because she's got a black accent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. She and had to hold kids. her
0: thorn on that one. Oh, <sighs> Twitter came for. Her.
3: Come on, Sharon, You'd be better.
0: I think that this story maps. Perfectly onto what's happening in Alabama as well. That it's—I don't know if it's a lazy narrative, but it certainly feels like an accurate narrative to say that this has kind of intensified what has been this kind of war on women mm-hmm. uh, and women's bodies in particular. Um, you know, Casta Semenya One of the things One there's um, this idea of normality is kind of seems to be one of the keys. Is what it? What is a normal? Woman, uh, and and also who should have the right to make that designation? Yeah. And the same thing in Alabama, you've got this kind of case where. Which, by the way, can we also just point out that yes, what's happening in Alabama is absolutely <coughs> terrible. But if you're gonna kind of, if you're gonna be in in England and Britain and you're going to kind of criticise what's happening in Alabama it's in you, Northern you, Northern Alabama, you yeah. have to exactly yeah, yeah. criticise like, what's happening in Northern Ireland you have to kind of that- criticise the DUP you have to criticise that it's exactly the same situation women from Northern Ireland come over to England mm-hmm. to have their abortions because it is illegal to have it in Northern Ireland it seems very sort of like, very fresh for
1: everyone here to be chirping and sort of chiming out about what's going on over there no one's commenting on about what's happening
2: mm. what's it Two hours, yeah, it's a two plan. flight. I think, yeah. Like for me, when I heard about this, I came from it from. I'm a researcher, mm. so like I've had to, I've had my work peer reviewed just to speak at a conference event. Yeah, and like the rigor and, and and kind of evaluation that my work, a lowly level, mm. you know, early career researcher, mm, it, in comparison to you know, if we're talking to IA, you know, IAF, mm. these people are meant to arguably be the best at what they do in the world, right? Mm. And hold a certain level of integrity in the work they do. So that they make decisions based on the evidence. And for me, I was just really uncomfortable because like you say, I think I'm not I'm not an expert in any of these topics and for me it's my point is simple. I don't think we should be able to police people's bodies in certain ways that are unethical. Because mm. if you look at the research and you look at the arguments they were making, it's it's a lot of false were you know a lot of falsehood
4: yeah it felt like they were they were they're almost trying to fill in reasons mm. and and justify their earlier decisions mm. you know sort of after the fact i the, think the the core argument of protecting women's sport in a, in a time when there's a sort of, there's a lot going on in terms of like uh like transportters yeah that's yeah. going to be an issue that that sport has to reckon with mm-hmm. because they, it, it's just gonna to have to be because the categories are arbitrary anyway mm-hmm. just yeah. man and woman like yeah. that's just not the way society is anymore so they mm-hmm. need to look they need to police that but they can't you can't police it uh, in the way, sort of the way they're doing it, it's it's like I say, it's 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 arbitrary. Mm. So that's what they they've tried to create this thing like, well, we're going to use testosterone as this thing. Mm. That's the difference. It's
1: not yeah.
4: when like you say when you go to when you go to when the, the scientists themselves and, and the, sort of the, the medical profession is when everyone's telling you this is not sort of the way to do things you've got to go back to the drawing board yeah. she should she should surely in castor's case in particular surely you should you allow her to compete because that's like
0: you say it's a naturally occurring thing yeah, yeah. so if you you, t- you you want her to essentially be a drug cheat to compete yeah. <laughs> that's, that's this, is. yeah and and again i don't want to get kind of too historical with it but kind of i've been looking at victorian society and it it does remind me of another South African woman, Sachi Bartman, who kind of was brought over to England with these promises of being kind of like adored and stuff, and she was put in human zoos. Mm. Mm. You know, and it's like again, another South African woman that just becomes this figure of fascination. I know there's kind of stories where Was uh, that Rob two- and Venus was that after that? No, that's that's before that's, the Hot on Top Venus. Yeah. She's before the Hot and Top yeah, Venus. Really? Yeah, yeah. Shit. Um Um so, yeah, uh, she, she was 1810. After tripped with the promises of fortunes overseas, boarded a ship to Europe only to find as a Koi Koi woman, she was considered an anthropological freak in England and found herself put on an exhibition displayed as a sexual curiosity. What happened to her? She I, didn't live out her days in that situation, did she? Or I think she did. That's oh hard. Um, um, but so I think that we've. Come, and what I like is that there seems to be a nervousness around all of us talking about this subject, topic. And I think it comes from what, what Nate said, which is we are not the people that should be legislating on what happens with women's bodies we're not we we're all researched but we're not researched on that specific topic Mm -hmm. and there is you know even though so gender is a social construct but that doesn't make it less real because we have for hundreds if not thousands of years abided by that social construct and made it Mm -hmm. real but at the same time it's like I am not qualified. I'm qualified to be an ally, which means sometimes I need to say I support you in any way that I can, I'm gonna shut the fuck up no, and, and no, do it however no, however, no, you, however you want yeah, yeah. And, and and I think that all I can say is that you've got the you've got the Carter Semenya, the Carter Semenya um, story, which is a woman who is running unbelievably well. Because if she was let's be honest, if she was finishing sixth or seventh, it wouldn't a be show. a story. No. Um, and and so and also let's also kind of keep it real if it wasn't for figures like Paula Radcliffe mm. blonde haired blue eyed Sharon Davis blonde haired yeah. blue eyed Lindsay who, who Sharp blonde haired blue eyed Paula Radcliffe you
4: know, took a shit in and on the street and
0: well a, no is. one cared
3: how do you come back from that <laughs> but, but, <laughs> so you're,
0: you're Paula Radcliffe <laughs> yeah. you're the world record holder at the marathon that's how oh, um, yeah. but, but listen and that's also the thing it's just like have you seen a picture of what the eight hundred meter world record holder looks like? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, let's. If she, if, if if we're going to say, look, it's in the record books, it's clean. She. Ran we're that. not.
4: No, we're not saying that. We're not saying that. No one's saying that. But
0: that didn't fail the test. And, but it, for me, the, the, yeah, the, yeah, but but my, but Dan, actually, I kind of have been a bit tricky there because my point is, is that who the hell are any of us to kind of say well she looks quite muscular maybe she Mm. it's like fuck off and I think that's one of my big
2: frustrations Mm. testosterone is a human hormone Mm. not male not female (laughs) it's It's so true it's just Mm. I just I can't like, like I say I just find this whole conversation really difficult because like there's so many false framings of what is really going on, and a lot mm-hmm. of gap filling, and oh, this piece doesn't fit, but we'll force it because it fits what we're trying to say mm-hmm. in the end. Because think, we've already made I think, made I think
3: we it. already know what the what the greater purpose is, like exactly what you were talking to. But I think all that's happened here is you've got someone who historically no one cares about, a black woman from Africa. So you, you're okay. We can sacrifice you. Mm-hmm. We don't give a yeah, shit. Yeah. If it was a white woman. From the Netherlands, for instance, and she was blonde, dear, blue eyed. I think it would be a hell of a lot different. And they'd Daphne wait keepers. for it. She's very good. She's very, very good. And and if it was that case, then we'd wait a lot. Wait until someone else comes along and fits that that frame of someone that we don't care about as a society, and then we'll make them the scapegoat. So what
1: was the outcome then? To, uh, it, she was told that the, she has to take suppressors. or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's, so I, mean, I don't know too much about. Appeal
4: the China yeah, so. appeal decision, and she's got to take suppressors to get her. Yeah. T, T levels down to I think it's 0. 0.5 which doing that it, it's an, effectively like a 10% so it's worth about 7 seconds Yeah, she's going to be 7 seconds slower but really.
0: there's also this other thing to be said about power and this idea that kind of black women are kind of like a, these monstrous beasts and my favourite because I, I talked um, well I asked a question I do want to say I was in conversation with but I asked a question to um, a for Hirsch about this um, when I saw her in conversation last week in Sheffield there was a study that was done at the Australian Open about hitting powers of all of the um, female athletes. And Serena and Venus Williams didn't crack the top 50. Mm. And what was brilliant was that... Because the, the, it was it was done on the official Australian Open website. And it just said, you know, it's, it's a surprise that they're, they're down there, but it, it probably speaks to the fact that they're selective in their shots. And I was like, or oh, maybe... Maybe it's that they're winning because they're cerebral and they play <laughs> mm-hmm. the angles and not because they're bludgeoning their opponents or well, the court. It's, it's that we, we Serena Williams that has always said that there are girls on the tour that hit much harder oh, than her. Yeah. I remember watching a match where Amelie Moresmo blasted Serena Williams yeah. off the court. Let's also be honest. Naomi Osaka blasted Serena Williams off the court. But because she looks a certain way... You know, it's, what well, she must be super, super Australian powerful. Australian cartoon. Mm. Oh, oh, God. Oh, so I just have to bring that up. <laughs> but, but, that, but so for me, it goes back to the point that you were making about kind of, the, the, we have to dead this idea that black women are somehow magical beasts that are kind of just bigger, stronger, more powerful. Maybe you, with Carstas Semenya, maybe with Carstas Semenya, yes, yeah, she does have increased testosterone, but maybe it's the fact that she came from poverty and was literally running her first races in bare feet and saw this as an opportunity to have a better life and so worked that much harder than somebody that's from Dumfries yeah I'm talking about unity There's who who know maybe about it that's what it
3: is I mean and we look at the stuff that happened in the athletics for years and years 100 metres 200 metres they've been talking about why is it that black people dominate in these? Why is mm. it the Jamaicans dominating this? And it's they the talk culture, about they talk it? about these fast twist muscle fibers and all that. Oh, the, and there's my been
2: the slavery it, narrative.
3: Exactly, it's it's mental. At the Chris end of the Rock day,
2: the, at, at the
3: NFL end of, of the day, these people have nothing. Football. They have nothing. It's the same reason why you find a lot of great basketballers are black because a lot of these have nothing, and that's all that they, mm. can to, that they can aspire to. I think they can aspire to mm. to do better. That is more important
1: than a little bit more testosterone. And it's a financial thing as well. Like, look at it. How many. African Americans can afford to take their kids to play ice hockey, mm. to buy all the gear, all the boots, and all that sort of stuff. So, outside is free, uh, yeah, right? You can go to exactly. sports everywhere. All you need is a ball. Do you need Same a ball and Africa. a hoop to get, to, to get they the ball. Don't even need a there. hoop. Yeah. Like, yeah. you not talk about yeah. shit into milk boxes. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And so with them um, going back to what Nate was saying, you said like testosterone to obviously is is a human homer yeah. Is it? I know, is it because of society we've grown up to be like oestrogens for estrogen it's a narrative with to pushed on us isn't it yeah. yeah. no, no, associate with men I, because, because it's that's more I of one in one in sex in, in, in than more. the other
4: sex the, the yeah. levels obviously matter because mm-hmm. if she if, the, yeah. if she was to if she was to have to reduce them then that's, it, that's the effect we going to have on her it's the, the point of it is it's she is a woman and it's naturally occurring mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah. that's like I said it, for, that's the, the aspect for me is the control you can't you've got no, no one has any rights yeah, to absolutely impose not. this on, on, on a person. No so, t-
1: so let's say like the entire, what was the board called? IB IAAF. Iwa So let's say ah. that in- entire board or the people that were running it during doing the test what all women would have that made it? Do, would that, do you think that would have made a yeah, difference? For yeah, me, right it's like I say, I'm looking uh, at is it, it, This is obviously a hypothetical, mm. do you know what I mean? Would I, that have made a difference? I in the situation? Can we can we keep it real?
0: It's the tears of white women that have driven this. It's, let's be what? super real I think it's this constant crying from and I'm like, I'm just being like John Starr, I'm just naming what I've seen it's been the constant crying from white female athletes that have kind of made this as big as it is mm-hmm. it's Lindsay Sharp saying you know I, when she finished sixth in one race and saying well the other girls came up to me and said well actually I finished third oh, yeah, yeah. No, she, was, she's fifth seventh or something well yeah. the, she finished sixth but because the first three athletes were all African women. Uh, <laughs> the, the narrative was that, you know, and then there was that stupid British sprinter that kind of said, yeah, she, she did finish third and he was a black guy, plot twist. Um, and then the bigger plot twist is that then he got busted for drugs, so hold your <laughs> um, But yeah, I'm, I'm just deeply. I, to go back to your question, to ans- answer it specifically, I don't think it would have made. It depends what women were
2: there. That's mm. what i was thinking. And yeah. I think, yeah, it's institutional yeah it's institutional this this it's kind at the heart of, of it. i, d- yeah. I don't thing. think there's a singular group of people responsible for this okay. there is people that have pushed the the interrogation and the narrative that there is a problem here that needs a resolution. Then I think there might be a group of people saying what that resolution is. Yeah. And you know what I mean? I think it's just a snowball effect of fuckery, to be honest. <laughs> that Casta <laughs> Cebenio is oh, a title. The You've got title. <laughs> <say Yeah. yeah. laughs> like, you know Love what I mean? It.
4: Like, like to be fair,
2: it's just so complex. Even the cast board,
4: that was the board was split right. on yeah. the on the decision. Anyway, so it's not like it wasn't. It wasn't something they came to lightly. They took, I can't remember how long it was, took, it was a long time they took to judge to over it. So the, even they were like...
0: They un- upheld it while saying it was problematic. Exactly, yeah.
4: yeah. And it's, they they left it open, basically, to apply this to other athletes and other sports, but it's almost going to be... They acknowledge yeah. that. It's like 100 pages of reasoning. Mm. They're like, this is its going to be a nightmare. Yeah. Good luck, lads. Yeah. <laughs> basically.
0: So at the start of the year, I wrote um, an article on... Um, but doesn't matter where we right. About um, <laughs> why it's time. So drunk. <laughs> Have you seen how big I am? I'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, about why everybody should consider defending transgender people. And mm. the, the whole point of the article is that the two gender axiom that we believe is normal is bullshit. Mm. It's only. It's only. It's such a thin part of humanity that's believe that, but it's it's been the winning part of humanity. Mm. So it's just kind of. Western European ideal that there's two genders. And the point that I made within the article is that if you, for you to believe that there's a two gender axiom, you'd have to ignore. And I sh- I highlighted all of these different groups that are from every single continent, every yeah, part yeah, yeah. Polynesian of of Native so American. The, the fact of about the matter the, uh, uh, Americans uh, there were six, um,
1: seven, don't they? Native uh-huh. American so, Americans, they believe there were six or seven.
0: No. So yeah. genders fluid, yeah. And so so
3: across I'm, history, the reason it stuck is because the people that are in oh. control <laughs> <laughs> made they benefit from it. Yeah, they made it stick.
0: So to give you, so there was one paragraph where I talked about it. I said. Um, the issue is the notion that gender roles that we identify as normal are the way the things have always been for that to be the case you'd have to ignore Fafafines in the Samoan Diaspora Nadlihis and Dilbas from the Navajo Nation Mahus in Hawaii and Tahiti Saklatas in Madagascar Ashtimes in Southern Ethiopia Kocheks in Turkey, Feminielos in Italy Sister Girls and Brother Boys in Australia Kalabais, Kalalai's, and Bisus in the Indonesia, Backless in, in Philippines Aravanis in Tamil Nadu Akhulks in Myanmar and it goes on and on oh, and on and like, on et out, And it's like, hold on, so all of these groups that don't fit into the two-gender axiom who have existed, like they have existed, there are some um, First Nation people in America who kind of see um, intersex, which is um, what Caster Semenia has, is, I'm not sure yeah. of the correct term, is yeah. as, as a blessing, is as a, as a blessing from the spirits that you're able to imbibe both uh, both the masculine mm-hmm. and the feminine energy mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and and it's this idea and the thing is is so you know Jeremy Carl's finally been shut down but Jeremy Carl was the modern day Victorian freak show there has mm-hmm. always been a, a market for paying money to see people that don't look normal mm-hmm. and one of the things that have been talked about in the seminars that I've been talking about is that the, all of these things looking at the freak shows because the Victorian time you've got freak shows mummies um zombies, vampires, and what it comes down to is this fear, this anxiety that what if being normal isn't enough? What if being normal is the sickness? Think of mm-hmm. any character any, from any kind of piece of literature, there's always something that's not normal about mm-hmm. them. Sherlock Holmes was a coke addict. You know, Harry and Potter. The rest. You, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Ha- Harry Potter is this Get kind of a job, like they say music. that Harry Potter's normal but actually <laughs> so he the- he goes back to the um, the Peverell brothers. There's always there's no yeah. just normal person. There always there's always something about them and the, the anxiety of society is that normality is a sickness.
2: Mm. And and this is I think once again for me something I really struggle with because through my work, through my life experience, I've been taught and shown to acknowledge difference complexity and appreciate it Mm. and i think once again i think a lot of the reasons behind this is because it simplifies a conversation for a large amount of people and enables them to live ignorant lives yeah Mm. they don't have to be considerate of all these different histories and all these different people because well it's easier if i'm not and in fact actually you should be like me because that's easier for me and it'll actually be easy for you you know well, the way I can yeah. keep still winning. And and, still winning, and, yeah. and you know, I think you know, I've learned through talking with with people of every race, gender, um, sexuality about the kind of topics we talk about. Is that everyone? It's unnerving for anyone, regardless of if they genuinely are racist. But to talk about race and to acknowledge themselves if they've not done it before, talking about sexuality, masculinity. If you've not done it before, is really hard. Mm. And like I say, it's just much easier. To keep things as they are, because people like I think the for me this is a phrase: people want progress but they hate change. Mm-hmm. So it's like Royal Baby, perfect example: progress, but there's no actual real
3: change. And who really wants to feel uncomfortable? Yeah. And, and these conversations make everyone, everyone in the world feel uncomfortable. I think that's because
1: like we have an innate ability. Well, we have an innate sort of calling to quantify things, so we have something as, we, we, we like to, you know, we have a scale of normal, uh, would you say normalcy? normalcy? Normality. 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 Yeah. Um, so we, we're we always going to find what is going to be the average, whatever is going to be the middle ground and just sort of work from there anyway. Yeah. 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 That's right. But I think that is, that was very interesting. Yeah. I don't know how far we can, how I, far think far I, can think I think the reason that we, we didn't speak, speak as, as much, much. I, I think
0: uh, there's a positive thing. I don't think we've spoken that much about the what's happening in Alabama and Northern Ireland because we acknowledge it's a really it's an open and shut thing. Mm. We support the right for women to choose what to do with their bodies. I, so here's how absurd it is. I sent this to a friend. I said, Do you think those same legislators would be up for? kind of um, mandatory vasectomies uh, for men at 16 which Mm. are reversible Mm. and then you go back and have it reversed when you're ready to have children Mm. Uh, because it sounds ridiculous does it? (laughs) does it? but Dan's like hold on a second I'm not I just like that (laughs) (laughs) Um, but 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 they would never let that, that. That's an invasion of my body. It's my right.
1: Well, is it? How much is pumped into the American economy for Viagra? So is it, look, the American government spends, what is it, 59 million on Viagra. Or on <laughs> Viagra. The government funds Viagra experiments and production and stuff like that, but won't take part or even sort of have any sort of say in it. Well, there's there's hardly any funding for
0: endometriosis and, and a ton of funding for. Um, I can't remember. What's the uh, cancer that guys get in the butt? Prostate. Uh, prostate. Hey. There's yeah. a ton of funding yeah. for prostate cancer, and there's no funding for endometriosis because yeah. endometriosis affects women.
1: I mean, you go to you. If, if in the UK, if you if you, if you have uh, erectile dysfunction, you can go to doctors so and they can give you Viagra. Mm. Uh, mm. Yet, yeah, women would have to pay for sanitary towels, um, yeah. Yeah. Period, all that yeah. sort of stuff. It's, it's, it's there.
3: I, it's it's always cost, been there. There's I been been had a quick thought yet. on That's this it was, on it. when I was when I was on my way over here, and, and it could be nothing. But I just wanted to discuss it with you guys. Do you think that there's probably a socioeconomic side to it as well? Oh, yeah. Because the way that I was thinking about it is, if you have a child and you've not been able to have an abortion the child is likely going to grow up in circumstances which are far from perfect because in a lot of cases you'll have a mother who's not where she wants to be in her life, a father who could well be absent then you've got a lot of children that are being born into poverty Mm -hmm. and poverty is required to flourish as a capitalist society Mm -hmm. so I mean there's so many things here you could look at it as a as, as a line straight to, prison. to the military. Yeah, prisons, yeah. Prisons. yeah. There's thinking, so many different yeah. things that you, could, that you could look at it I, as. I, I, and I, I think, obviously, I, the fact I, that no one gives a shit I about think women.
4: You're giving the, I think you're giving religion an easy time, though. To, to, <laughs> to, 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 I think you're blaming capitalism for the...
3: No, I mean, the two can work hand in hand. We'll use religion to fund our capitalist society.
2: Because I m- I, not I, every I, single... I'm not,
3: I, I'm not taking it that every single one of these legislators is just driving these decisions through religion. Yes, there will be some that are, but then there'll be others that are very smart people that are using it for another game.
2: For another game yeah. Because
3: religion is something in the USA you can't touch. I don't think many of them are that smart,
4: to be honest.
2: No, I agree. Like, I, agree. I agree, yeah. like Ted Cruz. I agree, foolish, yeah.
4: And they're clearly not intelligent people. No, 100%, yeah.
0: Have you listened yeah. to the uh, lawmakers in Alabama? <laughs> there was one guy that said, no, abortion is still legal up until the moment that the woman knows she's pregnant. <laughs> I'm going to say that one more time so the listeners can hear yeah. exactly what this guy said he said abortion is perfectly legal up until the moment the woman knows she's pregnant this motherfucker mm. believes that women are having abortions when they're not pregnant mm. Mm. I,
3: the one part that i found most troubling about this and i don't think that it's got enough press as well is the fact that as part of this legislation they want to make it uh, they want to make them liable for prosecution if they have a miscarriage. Mm. If they don't huh? prove that, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> my I that. I if you, my if guy, you I have a
2: miscarriage, you need to prove that. that there was an actual so risk to your health as a woman. I, I really struggle with these conversations because it's a fundamental value of mine about we shouldn't police people's individual choices, right? And that, uh, across a wide range of things. Yeah. I'm libertarian in that sense, not American libertarianism. <laughs> <And> I just <laughs> make yes. that clear, right. not American libertarianism. You know, individual. You know, I'm a little mind. bit. Mike uh, Lenevich, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Individual That's freedoms us. should be left up to the choices of those, because I think this whole conversation, for me once again, it doesn't allow the context of that individual's life to affect a decision. Mm. And I think I can't imagine um, having a child, bringing a child into a world that I wasn't ready for, yeah. that I am not prepared for, that I am not happy to do it, because am I going to grow to resent that child? Am I going to, and especially when we get into the issues of, you know, women being raped and not allowed, afforded a chance to, to make that decision Mm. It's for me. It's not about abortion. It's not about, it's about choice. And I know, and I said, I've said this, the best branding exercise ever was framing a pro abortion debate as a pro life debate. Mm. It's one of the best bits of branding ever done because I think it's not because life in what sense? Life in a very fickle sense, right? But think about the impact. Not giving women these choices is having on a wider life. Yeah. And then so and, you know, it's like what uh, it was a really old George Carlin clip, the
3: comedian, and he says, um, "These conservatives in the U.S." they care about the life more of a fetus mm. than the actual human when it's born. Like mm. we, give a, we really, really care about you whilst your fetus the second you're born, fuck you, you're on yeah. your own because you've got shit healthcare, yeah. terrible welfare state, we don't give a shit about you. But whilst you're a fetus, but we yeah, really, they, really they, care, they care about
0: you. They care more about you. the fetuses than the kids that are locked up in actual cages. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They're like, um, but I think that there's, it's, you said, is it about, is it socioeconomic? I think it's about power. It's the people that are in power are doing the most to ensure that they stay, can stay yeah, in power. Yeah. You know, white men are a minority in the world. Like, let like they are they are as as everybody else is. They they are a absolute minority, but they hold such power. And like it's really funny. So one of my friends, um, really smart guy, PhD from Manchester, and he does sometimes get a little bit uncomfortable when I kind of say white men are. So, like for example, I said, "Oh, there's 25 white men in Alabama," and he kind of went, oh, well, "What's their whiteness got to?" And it's like well, everything, everything. Mm-hmm. It's got everything to do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, the Are 25 black men going to make that decision in America. Are uh, 25 black men going to be in that position? Allowed
2: so. to? Uh, enabled to? So yeah.
0: you know, uh, like because I know it doesn't touch on. Wait, I think the you thing does touch on this. But there's a map from um, TGEU, um, which is about um, transgender rights. In Europe, and they produced this map in 2016 which showed that 24 countries in Europe require sterilization and gender identity mm-hmm. recognition. Right. Why? Explain Explain to me Power why policing. Yeah. It's, it's this you know, why are some people's bodies policed in a more fastidious way than others? Mm-hmm. You know, the Japanese Supreme Court passed the same sterilization bill. The average age of a Japanese Supreme Court member is 69, which. <laughs> Sorry. and they got real- <laughs> 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 nice <laughs> um, but you know so again it's power it's mm. well, who were the people what, what group of people in this country voted most for Brexit originally mm. uh, older people it's wanting to keep hold of what you think you have
2: and I think it's also culturally you know as you get older you like things to kind of stay the same and we, as naturally, as younger, I think, and especially in the world we live in now, we were saying earlier, like, teenagers these days, their worldview is so different from ours. Yeah. And there's only about eight years gap between, you know, myself and my youngest brother, who's turning 18 this year. I'm 26 this year. Like, even our worldview is so different. And I'm not saying it on these kind of things, but just the fact, generation to generation, there are stark differences now. But they're not... But they're not being reflected in the power structures in these kind of conversations. Yeah, society's moving a hell of a lot quicker than yeah. they are. Yeah. And it's scary. And it's scary. So can you imagine that? Yeah. Mm.
3: Students at
0: uni are wild. Like one of my friends, at, you know, I was like, why are you such an I love it, but why are you kind of always kind of an activist and fan? She's like, because I start life 50 grand in debt, so you can't tell me shit. Mm. I was yeah. like, fair. <laughs> <laughs> nice. no, 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 no,
2: that's, but, sorry, no. No, I think that's me. That's me. No.
1: Um. So, can we summarise? <laughs> Alabama. Stop <laughs> policing women's bodies. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay, um, Andrew, you want to take this one? We're going,
2: looking at mental health. I'm oh. curious if, yay. Yeah. 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 Um, so, actually, this one's this one's really, I think, very current for myself, because mm-hmm. I am saying to a couple of you before, like, this time last year was a very different, my mental health was in a very different place. I was very anxious around my future, my friendships, my relationships, because I didn't know where I was gonna be working. I didn't know if I was gonna, you know, financially I was panicking, because I went and spent a whole heap of money in New York celebrating a good friend of ours wedding, and didn't really think about the Mm. implications of that. Um, And I was a lowly paid uh, university researcher. Flash forward a year, humble brag time, things have changed. And I think one thing I've realized about mental health, um, I was very much aware of my anxiety last year and aware of my stress this year it's a completely different kind of stress and the type of stress I face now is one of in dealing with intensity and dealing with, you know, intensity of positive moments. You know, I think the, a lot of the mental health conversation is posed around managing very dark, very difficult moments. And I think for me, one thing I've learned this year is it's also about policing those good times as yeah. well. Um, and I guess that's where I, I'd start this conversation cause that's kind of where I'm at right now. Mm. Um, but yeah. Yeah.
1: It's in. I think it's it's interesting because like, how often would you get a group of five, twenty-five plus black guys? You know what I mean? Talking about this type of conversation. Mm. Dan's looking a bit like.
4: I mean, wow! Well, I was gonna say all oh, in our thirties, but it's not even true, is it? Nah. Mm. No. I might look you no, know, but these two don't
3: let the hairline <laughs> fool you. <laughs> <laughs> There's years left in this one, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I think it's it's, it's interesting, yeah. i know, I, thought, I like what you said about um, <laughs> managing like the peaks. Um, I re- like the positive situations.
4: Exactly. I remember when we first started doing these uh, calls. I think it was the first like, Skype call we had, mm-hmm. and you were asking me, it, oh, maybe it was the first podcast, when I was, it was it, the first one that I was, I was about, on. So. I was talking about tiredness. Yeah. Was that a Skype call, or was yeah, it on? Yeah. Was that, that was a Skype call. Was it was a Skype call because I was in a few seconds. And you would talk just how it was, and I was just like, oh, I'm just feeling really tired. And then you'd start laughing because you'd sort of been through that and how. Men don't sort of when talking about mental health. So often it's it's you characterise it as tiredness, a it's a sort of fatigue, yeah, and yeah. jadedness rather than being that like actually I I'm it's I'm mentally run down and emotionally run down and yeah. it's and that's yeah that I, that sort of, I I sort d- of I can sort of identify with it's a different kind of pressure. Like for me again, I'm a year on. I'm I'm in a job that I love. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm in a different house. Like I'm in I'm in a better space. Like sort of. Like relationships-wise, I yep. I personally said to myself like oh, like a year ago, okay, you need to start focusing on certain people more, and it just it's gonna put you in a better space, mm-hmm. and that's you know that's that's worked well for me, and I don't, I don't think enough people sort of do that do that personal audit and be selfish. Yeah, percent you know, I think you know 100%. that
2: selfishness is something I battle with because I am very selfish, but I think that actually makes my life easier, but the people the lives of the people around me easier Mm. because they know who I am they know what my priorities are they know what to kind of expect from me and I know what to expect from them and I think yeah a bit of practicing a bit of self-care in the sense of I don't have to try and keep everyone happy I think the personal
3: audit thing that you just said that really struck a chord with me because probably about two months ago or something I don't don't exactly know when it was but it was relatively recently for some reason I couldn't really pinpoint it I, I, I quite often do this I just take a second i'm like how am i feeling at the moment like not just in that particular moment just how how is everything right yeah. now and i remember just saying to my flatmate it was like a wednesday evening or something we we're just chilling and watching a bit of tv and i was like you know what, mate? I just feel a bit shit at the moment and I can't pinpoint what it is. And then we just ended up having a conversation and I think in him just listening, mm-hmm. I ended up talking myself into exactly why I yeah. felt like yeah, shit. Yeah, and yeah. it was a myriad of things like, I stopped going to the gym, I stopped watching my diet, all these little things had contributed to. Yeah. Even though work was going brilliantly, yeah. even though other personal invent- uh, endeavours were going great, yeah. there were just a few other things that weren't lined up correctly and it got me to the position where I was feeling down mm-hmm. and... Without really thinking about it, I had no, I, no idea what I was feeling down. Yeah, yeah. But then, if you stop to take a second, reflect. just reflect, okay. do a personal audit, like you say, you start to understand what things you can change in your life potentially. Yeah, and don't make, worry about what you can't change, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah, exactly.
2: Now, I think, I remember when we first started the WhatsApp conversations, the Skype conversations, a lot, like I say, for me, this was a space for, to come and play with some really complex ideas. And not only that but to expose myself to a, a group of, of, of people that first of all they're not going to judge me and second of all they're going to even be able to relate or to speak from experiences similar but also I think we never made it about solving mm, it's okay. never our conversations are never mm. about coming to a conclusion yeah. or solving I know yeah okay we come to conclusions on certain topics if there's an obvious answer mm. but I think for me that's what one thing I struggle with the general mental health discourse is that there is a fix yeah. That I am broken because I because of my brain is wired a certain way, I am broken. And that I must fix it. Mm-hmm. Well I just, once again I think it's much more complex than that. And we're not doing ourselves a good service. And we're not doing our friends it's a good service. It's how you manage service. it, it? Well so this is it, you know, I you know, I say this to everyone anyone who's been around me over this last year will know it. I've been through C C B T sessions before mm-hmm. and what I love about it is and, and about the therapist I was speaking to is he frames the conversation around what are you going to do about it, how are you going to manage it what tools, mm. what little things can you so introduce you want to explain into CBT just for yeah, well. So CBT is cognitive behavioural therapy and it's ironic because I employ those principles when I'm designing a service at work, when I'm doing something at work, I, I think about this when I'm planning an activity, it's like how can I get a person, an individual a group of people to act in a certain way and I think I started kind of not designing myself, but applying that same logic to myself. Yeah, I feel like shit, why? It's, well, first of all, it's okay to feel like shit. Second of all, why do I feel like shit? Am I tired, am I hungry? Because that's usually, that's usually it. I'm tired and I'm hungry, or I'm hyper-caffeinated, yeah. you know, and I'm whatever. And then just being able to unpick it and just work it out. But I think one, another thing which is really useful is the self audit, it's just humility. I think I've learned the importance of humility because I'm not any more modest than I used to be, but I'm far more humble in terms of being able to just look at my problems and go, they're not really problems, they're challenges, but they're the best kind of challenges to face looking at a bigger, broader picture. Yeah. And I think being able to speak with people like yourselves, you get to, you get to kind of see that and explore that. But at the same time, we're also very mindful of, I think one time I didn't respond to the group chat for like three or four days, I was just busy got messages i think from three three or four of you how are you are you Mm -hmm. all good and i think once again it's it's this idea of collective responsibility i don't think i am solely responsible for my mental health not that i depend on others, but it's my mental health isn't just shaped by me and my actions so one thing that's been really I, i think i kind of got that picking up on what you were saying there what's
3: been really important to me over the last few years so i'm 28 and i'd say this probably from My 25, 26 is realizing that we're not superheroes anymore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That we actually. Nine trebles and nine stats in a row. We're all flawed (laughs) as human beings. And I think I I spent so much of my time younger when things weren't going very well. Life wasn't easy. Mm -hmm. But you walk around with this kind of like shield of uh, invincibility. You feel like, okay, I'm young, I'm strong, I'm powerful. And for me, getting to a certain age, I was like, oh shit! I can't dunk no more. Oh, okay. It's all right to be unhappy. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's lots of these things that kind of happened at a very similar time. The to Wheels me. are falling off. Wheels are it. falling off, but it's it's not the. But way not, really. The world. Yeah, We're yeah. not really. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. The wheels that we used to use are falling off. You, you know what we've I mean? there's so many other here. tools that are so much more important than. And that's yesterday, it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's it for me. I think that um, what's you're you're talking about expressing yourselves. What I've heard, um, and I was because obviously this week is um, the, well, the week that we're recording is Mental Health um, Awareness uh, yeah. Week, and um, Prince William's been talking about it. There's been the <clears throat> the David Harewood documentary, and I was thinking, what is why is it that men kill themselves more than women by a factor of like four to one? Um, and I think there's Two things, and I think you guys have both touched them quite beautifully. Which is number one for me is a failure to express. So one of the most at-risk groups of people are men that are uh, who've played sport in a retirement age, mm-hmm. because when you play sport, that you get you get to express in a way that you can't do outside of sport, like mm-hmm. hugging a guy, yeah. crying in in tears of joy, crying tears of frustration, mm-hmm. just screaming. I have a I have a theory that kind of People would, people would be a lot happier if they were just able to kind of just scream and it'd be normal. Not, it, not necessarily like a man, just discharge. like, yeah. ah, yeah. just, and then, like, just be, like an earth, almost, yeah. on a plug. Yeah, yeah. and so, yeah. like, if you think about, I think about, and I've spoken about this so much, the the messages that, that guys particularly get, it's, grow up, grow a pair, stop crying, what you're crying for, mm. and, uh, and then, and it will also then be like, you know, and I, I'm not. But I've said it's not be a little bitch. And, and the 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 message in that is that that crying is somehow feminine.
2: Expressing and, emotion is feminine. Yeah.
0: And and I think that the the second thing is that the other the other thing to do with mental health and the struggles that men have with it is this fear of weakness. That if I kind of if I cry, if I say, guys, I've been feeling really shit. There's a sense of like. Oh, he's weak, he's you know, we can punk him, he's you a know. a
5: man,
0: yeah, and in and, what sense. <laughs> and so I think that because I like full disclosure, I've massively struggled with my mental health for about three years, you know. But I went from a place where I was able to play two sports to I can't play any sports. Um, I've changed my I've changed so much in my life, um, in the last few years, um, but it's I think that guys struggle with also converting it. Because that's one of the things that we also do. Is like So a lot of guys will convert sadness to anger. And I've seen, like, flipping heck, I was out. I was out having a um, herbal tea, because uh, I'm gangster, um, <laughs> at a pub, because I break all the rules. Um, and this guy wanted to come in, and he was clearly drunk. And he was like, they were like, no, you've had too much, we're not going to serve you. He just punched the glass and broke it. So I was like, that's oh, not my local, I don't want to, uh, like, so I went to kind of talk to him and try and defuse the situation. And he was getting, like, super emotional. He was like, because I, like, I was like, why did you punch the glass? He was like, because they pissed me off. And I was like, but they, they, you weren't, you, you're not you're in no condition to drink. Yeah, but, and then so, and I asked him again, why did you punch the glass? Because like, they pissed me off. I was like, do you think that's an appropriate fact, reaction to was. being angry? To, to break something? and and he was obviously, he was way too drunk to deal with it but then i think about myself like i look at some of the stuff that i've done when i'm kind of what i would you know back in the day i would call it oh, i'm tired or i'm hungry you know you, you know all these things that we kind of say instead of sadness and it's like you look back at it, and again like i'm quite open to it, but i've written about it so it's like i'm not like i remember i would, I was so sad in my last job that at lunchtime I'd go and hide. I'd literally go and hide to just not be around people because the energy... I knew that if I hung around people they were going to see that I felt some kind of way, then I was going to have to talk about it and then I was going to have to lie about it. I was going to have to say, you know, I've not been sleeping. And, you know, I hadn't been sleeping. But I had been sleeping because... And and I think that... The lack of sleep's a symptom, right? Mm. Not the cause. Yeah, and, and it's this thing of like... I think there is we're in a moment where it's changing when I started writing about mental health last year it wasn't as talked about as it is now mm-hmm. uh, and I think that kind of when you've got you know Prince William David Harewood what happened with Matt Miller and, and how, how public that was uh, even someone like Pete Davison kind of opening <laughs> up about yeah. his um, you know and he does it in in comedy but he still kind of says you know I have mental health problems mm. so I think there is something there but until it kind of I always say that because I'm I'm a, I'm a you know, still in university. It's like until, and I kind of talked to my friends at uni about some of the conversations I have in the pubs. And until that gap is bridged, this conversation still needs to be had because, mm. you know, yeah, we're still ha- we're having these conversations. What are the numbers looking like on suicide? What are the numbers looking like on sectioning? And, you know, why is it that certain men are getting sectioned more? You know, black men are sectioned a lot at a much higher rate than any other guys and, yeah. and why is that and you can say well no that's racism or maybe it's because black men there is this there is this culture and I have certainly experienced it where you don't say nothing so well it's hey, a sign of weakness right it's, of it's, course it is show no
2: vulnerability when well, well, society
3: superhumanizes you mm-hmm. you internally start to think that I, as a black man, need to act like they expect me to act. Yeah. So
2: how
0: does it express it? Because my thing is, is sadness will always express itself. Yeah, and yeah. Like, you can hold it down, hold yeah. it down, hold yeah. it down, hold it down. At some point, it's going to express itself. So yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and we'll probably touch on this a little bit later, but I genuinely think that my dad was depressed. How did it express itself? He used to beat the hell out of my mom. Mm. He, used to, he. I remember he beat me once, then he put me in hospital. But and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not kind of justifying. It, it was a terrible thing mm. that he did. But I think that was a way that he expressed this emotion that he didn't know how to deal with and how to handle. Yeah. It's,
4: it's fascinating. Like, it's fascinating. You sort of it's like sport and athletes. I think that's a uh, key. What's thing like you saying people superhumanized? Like I'm a, a rugby fan. So Sale's my team. Sale have had. Oh, bless you. I think they've had. <laughs> I think they've had there's two that I can think of off the top of my head in the last, what whilst I've been a fan, the last 10 years. So they had Salon who a who's a young player, he killed himself. They had David Tate, who's a former player, and he went to work and live out in, in um, Hong Kong. And he's good friends with a number of friends of mine, and he was working out there, but also playing a bit of rugby, and he also took his own life. And I think it is a sort of it is it's it, you see it in football now where it's sort of like, it's hypermasculine, it's hyper-masculine where it's masculinity where they 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 they're afraid to you can't seek help, you can't show any weakness, you can't show any vulnerability. You you start with uh, I saw an article the other day with um, the fullback from Tottenham, Danny Rose. Danny, Danny Rose, where yeah. he's saying last he's summer done with football, yeah, he said he's had enough of it. Like, last summer, a club wanted to sign him, and they was, they. Asked him if he was crazy. Like they were mm. asking him to speak to doctors because of the way he was articulating how he was feeling, and that was viewed as yeah. something wrong so with it.
2: It's the wild, crazy black man, something right? Something wrong
4: with his honesty. Well, Aaron Lennon to be provocative. Aaron Lennon
0: was uh, sectioned up in, uh, in Liverpool, wasn't he? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah.
4: And it's it's, I, th- I think, that's wh- when 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 athletes are put on this pedestal. Mm. It's, you're right it's, they need to be able to if they can't even talk about how they feel how, how's your man down the, down the
0: pub going to Mm-hmm. but that's why people. I think that's why a lot of guys get so invested in their football teams because it's it's, it's an, an acceptable f- yeah. like if you think I don't, I don't know if you've ever been to a football match but it's an acceptable forum for guys to be emotional mm. you know a goal gets scored you see guys turning and hugging each other it's like yeah. if you said yeah. that if you said that outside if you just said look guys it just seems like you guys need to hug it out fuck off like it would be, oh, it would yeah. be such this kind of defensive thing but it's like hold on a second mm. the, the football you, you hug I've seen I've seen grown men kiss other grown men Men on the mouth. That they, don't that
1: they don't know.
4: They
0: don't know. They do not know. But they're wearing the same shirt. Yeah, yeah.
1: I was wondering where you going with that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, 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 but no. But, but what I'm saying about that—that that again, it's it's expressing it. It's expressing it. And mm. you know, I've got a lot of friends who've just retired from sports because you know I'm at that age where guys are retiring. And you ask them, you say, do you miss? Do you miss playing?" And every single one of them says the same thing: Man, "Don't that. miss playing." Uh, I miss training, yeah. and I. Miss, but then they always say I miss being around the lads. Yeah. So that's, the I'm,
4: I'm, I'm exactly at that yeah. point yeah. where I I never like training. I I just like matches, and I liked, like you like bus trips. I was like, yeah, because that's that's what bus you get. You get awesome. you, you yeah. get you miss the camaraderie, you miss that forum. I mean, it's people that. It's a very forgiving atmosphere, and you don't get that anywhere else. You're not gonna get it at work, you do not you won't necessarily want it at work. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, it's it is a place where you can one hundred percent be yourself and be sort of and it's it's embraced. Not even I was gonna say forgiven, but not even yeah. forgiven. It's it's embraced the, all your sort of wrinkles,
2: mm. all your foibles, that's it's it's I accepted. Think with sport as well, you can you can't really you can express yourself in a way you want, but you can't you can't really lie or fake a certain expression. Mm. You know, when you're playing a game for example, we were talking about basketball earlier. Mm. I could All only lie. I could only play in a certain way. Don't lie. That way was me, you know. Yeah. It was I couldn't really shoot cool. I, everyone knew I was going to go left cool. I was going to burn you with my speed cool. That was an expression of my identity or who I was. And I think one thing I really struggle with especially in Newcastle because I've been there for like 8 years in September. Newcastle isn't the same Newcastle for me and i was just expecting it to be forever you know from the days of partying every week and playing all over the country and winning and being successful and then to like oh where is everyone and i think last summer was a real tough one because one of my best friends we we went from about to move in to live together and and whatever and then he was like right i've got he made decisions for himself i want to go travel and do it whatever full support but i wasn't really ready for that that was like a watershed moment of me going my whole life experience is different. I've not really yeah. taken time to think. And I think that's when I yeah. did the same thing that you, you know, this audit, you know, held myself accountable as to okay, it's okay to miss my friends, it's okay to, you know, harp to yesteryear and celebrate whatever. But actually, let's figure out today and let's move forward. Yeah. And I think like I say, a lot of my my problem, with a lot of discourse is about diagnosis and solution. Where it should be around just you know, moving yourself forward the conversation with yourself forward mm. bit by bit, day by day, month by month You know, I think there's the graph that shows if you improve 1% every day and you decrease 1% every day the, the difference mm. and for me, I've, every time I'm struggling I kind of keep that in my mind Just today I'm going to do something that actually I'm going to improve my mental health however we can value it, articulate it I'm just going to improve by 1% which to me is reading a Japanese manga yeah. and, and, or listening to a new album yeah. or actually giving Dan, Dom, Kofi and Angelo some corn in the group chat, you know? <laughs> it's an expression. Um, Trying. Yeah, try. You. try. <laughs> all right, all right. I've King never, corn. I've
0: never received any corn yeah. uh, Listen, <laughs>
2: you have received plenty. Mr., what Rita Ora's album is. <laughs> me, me, me. No, bro, come on. stop now. <laughs> We know you. Obs- I know you're obsessed with all of these pop musicians. Co- <laughs> you were know, gonna say you know, something, but just cut. Away. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for me, it's just about yeah, small steps, being humble, and just yeah, f- don't be afraid to be selfish. I
1: was just gonna ask about like managing and going back to the using sports as an example. So you get these players that obviously retire, and I remember Andy Cole was on Dev's podcast. Andrew Cole. Andrew Cole. Sorry, Andrew Cole. Um is it did he prepare Andrew yeah. Oh I'm sorry. He came out, this is the thing. So he came out after he
4: retired and he he wasn't when he first retired he just went went he's gone. Yeah. He never yeah. came on TV or anything. He just started he's just started to come back into the sort of public life. Oh, and Cole. he said, Yeah, I was hated being called Andy. Yeah. He never it. said anything whilst he played.
1: Yeah. Because he was talking about it, obviously was talking about you and and the um the big thing that the conversation spoke about was like his relationship with his teammates, what Roy Keane was like, what Nicky Butt was like, what Gary Nevers was like, he Beck, all these lads. And he's just talking about how much fun he had. He's like, now, I don't know what to do. Do you know what I mean? He said he felt lost, but then he sort of elaborated a bit more about, he's removed himself from the, from the pitch to like the gym and other places where he can get that sort of physical exertion, mm-hmm. but also get this verbally, mm-hmm. get his feelings out verbally with somebody he's training with. So said, you find your training partner, a group of lads, mm. you'd be pushing things like, oh, yeah, I was with the wife last night, and she's thinking about this, and, you know, I wanted to say so I couldn't, because it, he had to make a conscious decision to do that, because even though he felt fit, he didn't think he had to go to the gym, he needed that sort of mirroring experience of physical exertion
2: and other people yeah. to. So so he said, "Is to. Like, this is another big thing for me, Is that, so I went hiking the other weekend with one of my friends, yeah, and, yeah, I'm, yeah. and now I'm a, I went cycling, I yeah, go yeah. cycling regularly. For me, it's that physical exertion to a point where I'm not exerting myself where I'm like fully focused on making sure I don't fall off my bike at 45 miles an hour, Mm. or I'm climbing up, scaling up a rock face. But being outside, being active, and being able to have a conversation about Mm. nothing—I don't purposefully go for like last week. I wasn't right. Right, going for a hike, and these are the conversations. Mm. Let's go for a hike. Let's get outside. Let's just walk and talk. And I think not enough people do the, yeah. the simple things. I think they, a lot of
0: people will do the walking, but not the talking. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I think there's a lot of people, you know, some of the things that men do rather than talk about sadness, cheat on their partner's, abuse substances, especially alcohol, form close attachments to their pets, take up a hobby that is time-consuming, long-distance mm-hmm. running, gaming, gardening, and being hormones, gain or lose lots of weight, lose your abilities for sleep. It's like so. One of those is taking up the hobby.
2: Why what are you, you reading t- about me, bro? What's I wrote this. I think I wrote this before I knew
0: you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that the, the taking up the hobby is great as long as you kind of feel that you can have that chat. Because if you're just mm. going there and putting all your time in but not talking about stuff, mm. then it's like mm. you're not. It's not as good a conversion.
2: It, but it, and it, again, it's just more kind of self-medication, mm. it just in a different kind—not with mm. substance, but with. Attention! You're not paying attention to yourself, isn't it? Fundamentally, yeah. I think it's it's a case by case situation,
1: though, isn't it? Like, I yeah. know there's a lot of solutions coming out now, and a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people are talking about a lot, a lot of people talking about mental health. People are saying, oh, the conversation about mental health is getting bigger, it's getting better. But I think where we sort of shoot ourselves in the foot in this country, especially, is that we'll identify that there is a wider mental health issue. But the fact that all this funding and every all these ways to deal with it has been cut. Mm. I think that's even worse. Mm. It's like, okay, we well, we know you guys are in trouble, but we can't actually help you yeah, fix we want it. Or we no, we, we can help you, to... you fix it, but we choose no, not we, we to. Can, yeah, yeah, we want you to recognise that you
0: have a problem. Great, I've got a problem. Great, we
1: can't yeah, help well, you. We can't help you. And I think that <laughs> yeah. this is a problem where it's Shit. now. I, well, I should have just stuck it <laughs> because <laughs> at least me. Exactly. yeah, I think it's terrible. I was talking, having a conversation with a friend on the phone a couple of nights ago and you know, you might be having a laugh and joking about stuff, but then obviously you can take that, you can take that sharp ten and then you, you're talking about real stuff. Mm. And I was telling because I recently went, I went, well I said recently, a couple of months ago I went to the doctors, because I was speaking to my sister and I was like, all right, okay, I really feel like stuff that, uh, I don't like the way that I'm, I'm, my brain is processing stuff and I haven't been able to sleep properly for years. And I was, I was telling the director, I said, I think it's a direct consequence of me smoking way too much weed for such a long time when I was younger. It's really given me a really, weird issue of you know it's really messed up with my psychosis paranoia overthinking and you know second guessing triple guessing everything so mm-hmm. I was like, i really want to try and get to the bottom of this because i was i tried to visualize give visualize uh give an example of how if i get stuck on an issue or there's a problem i'll dwell on it too much and it'll ruin my whole day so the, the best way i don't know you might you might be able to see what i mean so imagine like imagine your mood is like a, a never ending spiral staircase and like your brain and the brain is like a beehive in this analogy. So imagine this beehive is being kicked down the stairs and every stairs is like, every, every step is a thought. Each time it bounces on a thought, uh, on a stair, bees come out and bees and these bees are sort of representing other thoughts that come out from this one bounce of each step as he goes on. Are you following his habits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them. This is
4: wild. Yeah,
1: this is, I try and visualize everything. So. Th- if there's something that's bugging me, that is the way I can sort of describe our feeling. It's just never ending, one
2: thing to another, thoughts coming out of thoughts. And it's like- So that's it, one of the biggest things yeah. with CBT is around establishing your own kind of metaphors. So I true. have, I have a, but the first, the most useful thing, I think over the seven weeks was, um, you are not your thoughts, mm. your brain is not your mind. And I think, you know, it's like, oh yeah, whatever. Very, very, you know, I was, I was skeptical, like always at first. Plus I didn't want to admit, that, that i did have a problem i didn't want to admit that it could be solved with i could own it and solve it myself i yeah. was almost looking for someone to say no here here you go there's a there's a solution mm. but i think developing your own metaphors because one i tend to use is that okay if it's not my brain imagine taking that thought out of my head and playing with it mm. as if it's an object and i can i can move it and i can play it and uh, you know if i want to make you know zoom in and make it bigger i can look at the details and zoom out and not and i think what you're alluding to there is about creating these metaphors to deal with your thoughts.
1: You make it physical, don't you? Yeah. In a way. Intangible, yeah. Because it's like, I've been on, the doctor I spoke to, he was like, okay, we'll give you a call back when there's someone available to go through. Because when you mentioned CBT training, one Mm -hmm. of my friends, a couple of years ago, was like, you should go and speak to this person and go through this because it might help. And I was like, all right, okay. Because I I think I've sort of been brought up in the way of you just, and this is no sort of detriment to my mum. My mum's probably one of the strongest persons, uh, people I know. And she's just... like you just, you just make things work. You manage it. Like you said, you manage it, you just you plough on, you go on. But then there's a point where it's just like, how far can you manage? Yeah. Yes. Do I mean? And you need to actually sit down and be like, OK, I, want, I need to get someone who's not a friend, someone who's not a family, Somebody to who sit down know and look. listen, yeah. this is how I'm feeling, this is what's going on. Yeah. Is there anything I need to be worried about? Is there something I can do to start of make things a little bit easier yeah. Like headspace helps you know mindfulness practice yeah, yeah. I'm like, i know what i like, if I don't exercise for two days or something like i'm, I'm edged you know what i mean i yeah. get like just yeah. something i just i have to go and do something yeah. Yeah. but it's the other side of things like okay i'm think, i'm thinking like this too often and it's taken me a longer time to sort of pull myself out mm-hmm. of yeah. this downward spiral mm-hmm. what is going on there
5: mm-hmm.
1: and i think it took me a while to sort of get to a point where i should go and actually like, try and have a chat with someone about it mm-hmm. Um, because anytime I would chat with a friend, I, I always come out with this uh, with this phrase like I, I hate so many people say the right things to the wrong people. I just get such a torrent of stuff from mates about what's going on in their lives. That's like, well, I wouldn't want to burden them with mm. what's happening internally with me yeah. mm. because if I don't want to add to their stress, I don't want to add to their concern. Yeah. And then on top of everyone sort of there's this expectation that, like you said, we're superhuman. Cup is always generally in a good mood, he's always happy or he Energetic, just makes things bouncy, happy. Yeah, he just makes yeah. things work. And I think I have Look, you, look how much fine. you've succeeded, look how much look you've done, saying, yeah. and look
2: how much, you know, and I think, like, you, something there. I think for me personally is I grew up obviously watching my mum deal with a whole heap of conditions, and and kind of, you know, she managed to raise us, and t- me and my brother are both graduates. Yeah. Lewis is about to go off to uni, and in some really difficult circumstances. So I just saw, you know, my mom is this super strong person who mm. just got on with it, and obviously now I have conversations and we unpick, and I understand that actually it wasn't as simple exactly. as I saw yeah, it at yeah. the time. That that's really really interesting because I think that works the other way
3: as well because mm. I look at my own situation and I think and there'll be lots of men very similar to this where. You are, for some reason or other, seen as a kind of figurehead in the family, mm-hmm. and if there's got a conflict, I feel like you might be similar to this as well. If there's a conflict, there's certain happen, certain things happening, a lot of people will come and talk to you. You will carry on a lot of that burden yourself yeah. because people see you as being strong. Yeah. And there were a few things that happened in my family a couple of years ago, and everything was coming onto my plate, and I got to the stage where I said to my mother like, "Listen." I will help as much as I can, but understand what this is doing to me as well. Yeah. Because there's only so much that I can take on. Yeah. These issues, I wish I could be up there to solve them with you, yeah. and I will come as much as I can. But I am also struggling here, and I think my mum's reaction was, "But you're the strong one. You're you always just get on with things. You always deal with things." Yeah. And I was like, "That's what you see." Yeah. And I think that People was me to understand that there is stuff that draws on internally because you might expect that someone is strong expect that someone can deal with all this But that's just that how they project it as well I think well, there's something
0: yeah. else there is, that's what you might have said that's what you see but I think there's another thing especially with guys is that's also what we project yeah. Mm, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. think that that's one of the issues is that because you know um, so Judith Butler is the kind of um, authority on gender performativity and this idea that we kind of adopt these roles and it. You know, gender is a social construct, but that, you know, we've talked about it before. If you, you go and read Judas Buck if you want to kind of learn about all of that stuff. Um, but there is one of the things is, you know, and you've said it, is that we project strength. So I think, and it's one of the things I've really had to learn. It's like if I'm only projecting strength, I can't then really expect other people to know yeah. what I'm going through because I'm mm. going, I'm hiding mm-hmm. consciously what I'm going through. And I think yeah. that you know, writing for me is been a catharsis with that. But I also know that one of the things that I will do as well is that if I'm feeling bad, I'll ask other people about their stuff. Mm. Uh, and I'll, I'll kind of talk about their stuff, not my stuff.
1: To try and like compensate to figure out like you've, yeah, you... So yeah. If I can help them with the <coughs> solution, then maybe, maybe, maybe that'll my me feel right? better. Oh, I'll find something that in their And
0: also, if I'm talking to them about their stuff, they can't then inquire about mean, my yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... I think you're entirely right but I think we're all saying that you know in our younger years or maybe even our current moments because there's also this thing of like I know there's a load of stuff I could say now that I'm not going to because I know it'd be shocking Mm -hmm. about kind of how my mental health is not how it has been not how Mm -hmm. it was but how it is right now but it's about kind of going. Well, I think I can handle that. Yeah. Um, but I can share this other stuff. Maybe I can share that other stuff at another point. Do you not think?
1: And I don't understand. Like, I I don't know if you guys have ever been in that situation where I know that with my mom and one of my sisters for a long time the door has been open if there's anything going on have a chat all the time. And I think like even now there's like you, said, you, there's so, the, you can share a lot with the parent. There's a lot you can share with a sibling. But you, you you don't want to unload everything on onto them. Do you know what I mean? Respectfully, but then knowing that coming from that sort of attitude I remember those times at school maybe at college where trying to talk to teachers or respected members of an institution of a school to that would deal with this sort of stuff and not being taken seriously about Mm. it which always sort of knocked me back so so if the people that are around in my educational system those that are meant to help me with this sort of stuff they're thinking I'm fussing or I shouldn't worry about it or I listen to what I've got to say I, th- I think it's for a degree that like, I carried a lot of that with us where mm-hmm. like well nobody wants to hear what's what I've got to so do I'm just here to sort of play rugby and just sort of try and keep up in school do you know what I mean mm-hmm. I'm the and basketball like, player you know, I'm, I'm the yeah, promoter it. I'm the
2: bartender I'm not the vulnerable mm-hmm. kid at I'm the not allowed of bullets, to be I'm, yeah, that's know?
1: the thing. I, I I didn't see it on TV mm. sometimes in the books books that I read in the comics and stuff but like generally our genetic makeup isn't allowed to worry I mean, we're not allowed to feel anything and I
2: think that was an interesting one for me because obviously I went to a northeastern service mm. so obviously my therapist was white and a lot of the issues I was talking about was like for me it wasn't even just my well being it was my identity mm. and I think I was post uni you know figuring all this stuff out and one thing I really really respected was he kind of accepted that he couldn't speak on a lot of the things mm. he was happy for me to express them Yeah, but he wasn't able to understand because I think, you know, everyone talks about empathy these days, whether it's, you know, in a, in a, in a broad sense or in particularly in my industry and it, I just feel like it's a farce because there's such a richness that has brought me to my life experience which has meant I'm this way. I can probably think I can relate to someone but we can't and I don't think we have to I think, you know, it's okay to just say T- talk about it I can't help you with that or I, I don't know what to say, is a valid answer. Because as we've kind of figured out, mm. just the expression of realising some getting of these it things. Out. getting to get it out, you know, trying to
4: help you. It's, it's almost enough to help you find,
2: find the, the answers yourself, right? Yeah. So.
1: Wait, do, you, do you guys ever feel like, I don't wanna say guilty, but in a way that like you might be like taking up someone's time. I mean, I, stuff. I, 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 I used to,
2: I used to. And now, like I say, I'm much more selfish. I know why I'm taking up their time, and I'm okay with that reason. I
4: was, I was gonna say I I came around to the, the the sort of feeling that I can I can only be like a better me. I can only be a better employee. I can only be a better son and a better friend if I'm a hundred percent. So that's I like I I at first I did feel a bit like oh well I don't wanna bother like bother anyone, yeah. but I just like you know it doesn't it's I'm sort of cheating anyone that I care about and I'm cheating my employer who are, you know, the, the the people I work for and people I work with and my friends if I don't having identified that, you know, this thing's going to help me uh, be a better person if I don't then try and sort of act on that and if, and take a bit of their time and talk to them and, and, and do that so I don't, I don't really I think, feel that way anymore
3: I think to add to that, so you and I we caught a drink to watch the football a few weeks ago and we weren't mm. talking about mental health but one thing that we said was We've got to a stage now in life where we're able to kind of shape our networks in a very specific way. So you're surrounded by the right people. And if you haven't done that, you should do that. Because when you ask the question, exactly, when you ask the question, do I ever feel like I'm taking up people's time if I talk on those kind of things? No, because I know that my circle, my network right now looks the way it does because I wanted it to look like that so that I know that if I've got something I want to speak to, Mm -hmm. I know which people I can go to, and they won't find that to be a burden. Mm -hmm. And I hope that my friends and everybody that I'm hanging out with, everyone that I socialize with, Mm -hmm. everyone that I care about, feels the same way about me and their circles as well, that I have people around me that I can go to and they won't care that I'm coming to them, they are happy that I'm coming
2: to them. And I think that's essential. And I think most of the time, if you are, I used to think that nobody cares, but as soon as you actually say anything to anyone, you're like, Oh shit, they actually really care. And they usually say, why not you say something to and, and usually that is the first response, right? Yeah. And I think I have a super close relationship with my mum. I was on the phone for you know ninety minutes earlier when I was walking from the coach station over here. I was just on the phone to my mum. Mm. I very much have a therapist in my pocket as I you know, I wind her up as <laughs> yeah. I've got a therapist in my yeah. pocket. But you know, I think I definitely take for granted, once again, not just with my family, but with my friends, with my peers, with the networks I have. You know, my old boss at the university, when I kind of was going through all this stuff. I, I said to him, I came out. I said, oh, here's my. Di- I've been. Di- this is my diagnosis." And for his first thing was shock, because usually for outspoken, energetic, mm. enthusiastic, successful people, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't expect it. But what was amazing was the whole discourse and the whole conversation from that point on was just around how I was feeling, not his expectation of what I was feeling, which I think sometimes the conversation. If you go to someone, oh, I feel shit because of reason X. Mm. It's that person doesn't think reason x is a good enough reason to be upset it it makes a r- for a real difficult conversation and that's when i think sometimes you feel like you're wasting so much time yeah. so it's i think dom you've yeah. nailed it it's about yeah, building yeah. that network of people that you know you can go and speak
1: and a, with i think an element of it comes into sort of um how you express gratitude as well because yeah. basically what you're saying when we sort to of spun upstairs it's yeah. like right I know I feel X about this that, and the other, but I'm worried about saying it. Be- say I'm worried about expressing this because I don't want to seem ungrateful. Mm-hmm. But I know it's all relative to the actual individual. You can be doing a certain thing or be in a certain situation, have X amount of money in your bank. But the stuff that, this is that niggles at your brain when you're on your own or when you're caught where when things are silent that keep coming back. You know you can't shake off. A bit like a pebble in your shoe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm trying to talk about that so sort of it can be quite hard to sort of mm-hmm. find the right situation and the person to be able to discuss it I think now everybody, you know, gratitude is such a huge thing amongst yep, yeah. the lexicon these days yeah. even though we talk about mental health talk yeah, about yeah. things you know let me know it's, it's
2: getting harder and harder it's sometimes to figure out when is the right opportunity to do something? One thing, once again with the, the conversation, and the one thing I, I, I will never really do is speak about this online, in, on like social media and yeah. stuff. Because one problem I have with this, look at how complex this conversation has been in just the last 15, 20 minutes. Mm. This is really hard. I'm really comfortable around you, though. I'm cool mm. you know, to do this. I just find it wild that we engage in a public, you know, very short form conversations publicly Mm. about something that is so context-specific and so personal and i think you know for me it comes back to it's easy to be vulnerable online because it's Mm. a persona most of the time whereas i think what i've learned both through once again my work and and, you know i do a lot of i study a lot around leadership yeah and leadership isn't bravado it's showing vulnerability Mm. it's showing who you are and i think leadership isn't also you know elevating yourself above others but it's allowing others around you to elevate themselves right yeah so for me it's just when we talk about leadership and 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 changing mental health i think first of all it has to start intrinsically with most of us Mm. you know having doing that audit Mm. how many people i'd love to know when you know if people listening commented on it saying you know when was the last time you did an audit Mm. because if you're not doing it regularly you're doing yourself a disservice Mm -hmm. and then you're Like To reiterate your point, you're then doing everyone else a disservice. I felt the benefits, you know, personally Mm -hmm. of of doing this. And I said, what I tend to do is, what I thought I was trying to do was change who I am. No, I'm acknowledging it. That's all. That's all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to make little changes to my lifestyle to better it. But fundamentally, I'm not changing who I am. I'm just acknowledging it. Mm -hmm. And if I want to make change, well, I I was born, you know, in Bradford, a little scumbag. I've changed, but you know, I'm, here we are, still and in. as we said uh, earlier, yeah. still a well. scumbag. <laughs> still, but in. you know, but I've, uh, my life has changed so much to this point already. I shouldn't be as scared of it changing either by my own control mm. or outside of because I have influence, I and I can do stuff. It's exciting! Look how much your
3: life has changed in the last two years, mm. three years, ten years. You know, I keep it's saying scary, this last twelve it's, months it's
2: has scary, been insane, exciting. like yeah. petrifying, to, like terrifying but the right kind of terrifying and
1: it's I think on the flip side of that it's exciting to know how positive things can get because mm-hmm. I don't know what like yeah. what it's tw- 2019 now 2015 I left Newcastle some job seekers didn't know what was going on and then I just decided to just make a jump and go to London and didn't think that was going to lead anywhere. it didn't really lead anywhere, but i managed to figure out what here, it, yeah, it, yeah, it led what you here isn't it it led you here it's yeah. amazing like, look, uh, it's, one, it's
3: one of, fascinating one of, one of the lowest moments that I had <laughs> so I, I that, that retrospectively I look back and i pretty much certain that there was a period in newcastle after i graduated but i was still living up there that i was pretty severely depressed Mm -hmm. i just didn't know how to to look at that when i was that age but one of the lowest moments i had was similarly i was on job seekers and i went for my interview at the um, job center and the person i was looking at my cv basically ripped it up and like you're not going to get a cv with this job you need to do x y and z and i'm sat there I've got a first class degree from Newcastle. I'm like, I'm already in a bad place. I'm like, holy shit! But now I look at that. That was 2012 compared to now, seven years later, and how life it's has changed. I mean, it is scary. It's terrifying. But fuck me, is it exciting yeah. as well? Yeah.
4: Because it can be so good. I mean, for the interesting thing for me is that you, in the, taking the last three years to learn, you were saying, Angela, you've 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 sort of you've had a lot going on in terms of with your mental health and. You left your other job. You just took a leap into the into the unknown. You, I mean, how many articles have you written that time? How how much writing have you done? 13. And you've done all that. Like you say, whilst you've been sort of figuring of, out your future, yeah, figuring all that out. So it's it's you had this time when you want to know what what's going on with you, and you're exactly the same. So it's. It's yeah. I think you can, you only have to look at it. You you've got to look at it as a, as a positive once you've identified that. Okay, this is how I feel, and this is what's going to take for me to maintain, you know, the sort of the the level of mental health that I want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you if you can, the fact that you've all been able to sort of perform and, and get to that point in life, um, and get to this point, the success is you know it's only a good thing. It's it's always it's always positive. I
1: think that was an interesting way to that's where to close. Yeah. Too.
0: What are our mm. songs to X
1: to? Well, what is the situation? What is the X two? Because <laughs> I think everything we've touched upon this week <laughs> has been very like. I was like, I was, I was sat there thinking today, how can we sort of turn that into something quite fun? But then it's well, been very important. What's, cool.
2: what's one feel good song that you put on? So, the fir- uh, one song, and it's I'll always listen to because it just puts me in a good mood, is uh, PM Dawn set adrift in memory uh, but the YouTube version because yes. the only version yes, the, that's the proper the, version it's right? all that really sort of it's quite close karaoke it, but not yeah, all, yeah, yeah, there, yeah. like, oh, and you know it's, it's just those little things or a book or something like that you know what I mean just I think that's we so do you know we find amazing we songs. find peace in art don't we, we find yeah, solace yeah. In, in in some
3: songs just relief like release like positive endorphins in yeah me. <laughs> like I, I had one when i was at uni and up until i got my first job at my first company down in london i still used to use it before i went into any interview yeah, yeah. and it was kanye west the glory just oh, because whenever i yeah, heard that song yeah, yeah. i was like
1: right i've got this i've got this yeah. i am i'm good enough are you going is that what you're going with yeah i'm it's, gonna go with that i'm gonna ride your kanye west train because I hate all of the lights by Kanye West, and I, I I'd be like Anthony Joshua, uh, the man <laughs> <right>. <laughs> even though I'll just take one hit and I'll be down. for yeah. that moment, you I'll believe? Be yeah. high. Be like, yeah. Come on, yeah. all of the lights is such a tune,
4: mm-hmm. man. Um, Mary, boost steel. It just, I, it just like well, makes nice. me just like I just feel so mellow, and I'm yeah. just like mm-hmm. nothing else is like matters or nothing mm-hmm. else is going on. Yeah.
0: Good thing. Marriott State, brilliant. Spocky or yeah! It Whatever, it, when I'm feeling bad, I listen to that and go, there is something really beautiful in the world. Some um, of the
3: best bass lines I've ever heard.
0: Ever. And the drumming, and just, yeah. it's every part of it. It, it, <laughs> it. it can feel like just this. it feel, It's a song that feels like an experience. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, mm. And like, the fact that, you, you know, it just, the first like is it a minute and a half it's just it's just the music yeah. Um, so yeah that for me is just such a powerful 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 sound yeah cool maybe um, you
1: give yourself yeah. oh yeah you said it. Dawn, Dawn, Man, Dawn. brilliant okay so uh, don't forget to check us out on well you're probably listening to it on BBC B- 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 Sounds BBC Sounds
5: <laughs>
4: oh my nah, uh, we, will, we will do revolt we'll do revolt as well uh, oh <laughs> anyone that's got money uh,
0: yeah, thank you very much for com. listening Shay, um, Shay yeah. Serrano
1: we want to hear from you um, yeah we want to hear if, if, if you've got any stories to share if you'd like to share anything any techniques for With mental health, or if you've gone through anything, you know, let us know if you want, and if not, you know, don't worry about it. But like, share, subscribe, get people to listen. All that jazz. Um, Thank you very much. Pay on our Patreon. (laughs) (laughs)